MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. Live from the Motor Racing Network, it's the NASCAR Nationwide Series. Gentlemen, start your engine! Green flag, green flag. Tonight, the Subway Jalapeno 250, powered by Coca-Cola. Sponsored by Sunoco. Sunoco's Free Fuel 5000 is back. Get the Sunoco decal, get spotted, and win instantly. By Service Master Clean, the official cleaning partner of Daytona International Speedway. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the race fan's choice for their RV needs. Two-way radio and race scanner communication provided by Racing Electronics. See Racing Electronics in the souvenir area at your next race or visit them online at racingelectronics.com. We're just about a minute and a half from firing the engines and starting tonight's running of the Subway Jalapeno 250 here at the World Center of Racing, Daytona International Speedway. Glad you've joined us here tonight as we get set to roll with the 17th race of the 2010 season and the first race in the new car. Barney, when you come to Daytona, as we talked about early on in our broadcast this evening, it doesn't matter what you're in, a new car, an old car, a truck, or whatever, this place is all about handling and it's all about the draft, and that will be the factors here tonight. Yep, it will that it always has been you talk to any driver and say what is the one key factor here to make you run good at daytona and that is a good handling race car and a lot of guys down there are have been fighting in practice to get that handle that they want to feel in the car and so far a lot of them have not got it what they've uh, found over the last couple of days of practice here is the fact the track has been very slick it's been very hot but today we've been under cloud cover just about all day long and although it's still very humid the temperatures are dropping down to the upper 70s probably to the mid or lower 70s before this night is over so the track surface has cooled off considerably they might find it completely different from what they found in practice well hopefully it'll be better usually it will be when it cools down the racetrack is a, a lot more grip in it than there is when there's a lot of heat in the speedway on uh, bottom line is when you come here to watch these cars run under the lights what is this about the fifth year now that we've uh, run under the lights here at daytona it is just i just love to sit up here and i wish you could do the broadcast and let me sit here and watch the race <laughs> i'd like it to be the way around it is a, a spectacle to watch here this evening and this is the last time we run on the old surface let's go trackside now for the command ladies and gentlemen please welcome subway restaurant spokesperson florida native and buffalo bills rookie running back cj spiller as he delivers the most famous words in motorsports Gentlemen, start your engine! 43 new cars come to life. The Subway Jalapeno 250 is coming up. Time now for the starting lineup, brought to you by Wrangler. For unbeatable comfort and value, you can count on Wrangler Jeans Company. Only one car failed to qualify for tonight's race, and that was driver Carl Long. Back in 43rd position, Mark Green starts there. Kenny Wallace will roll off 42nd. Jennifer Joe Cobb, 41st. 40th is Johnny Chapman. Robert Richardson Jr. is in the field and in the 39th position. 38th will be Tony Raines. Morgan Shepard starts 37th. Jeremy Clements will start 36th. Joe Nemechek, 35th. 34th belongs to Jason Keller. Derek Cope rolls off 33rd. Reed Sorensen, 32nd. And Michael McDowell, 31st. Starting 30th tonight, Danny Eflin alongside Eric McClure going 29th. 28th starter is Mike Bliss. Steve Wallace goes 27th. Mike Wallace will start tonight in the 26th position. Taylor Malsom will go 25th. 24th on the grid is David Starr. Brian Scott starts in 23rd. 
22nd is Kevin LePage, and 21st is Ken Schrader. Jason Leffler has 20th starting spot. Brendan Gaughan rolls off from 19th. The 18th starter is Brian Eichler. Michael Annette will start 17th. Shelby Howard 16th. 15th is Steve Arpin in 14th position. That's Paul Menard. Clint Boyer rolls off 13th. Trevor Bain starts 12th. And 11th belongs to Carl Edwards. Joey Logano goes from 10th. Ninth starter, Kevin Harvick. It'll be Ryan Newman going 8th. Greg Sachs will start tonight in 7th. Sixth starter, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. with Kyle Bush alongside. He'll go 5th. Fourth on the grid is Justin Allgaier with Dale Earnhardt Jr. in that famous number three starting in the third position. And on the front row, teammates Parker Kligerman, the rookie driver, alongside pole sitter and point leader Brad Keselowski. 43 cars beginning to roll down pit road. They'll make about two to three laps, as Joe told you a moment ago, before they cut them loose here tonight. Field rolling uh, up into uh, turn number one to uh, get the first of several pace laps before we drop the green and roll here this evening. So let's bring in some other voices you're hearing our broadcast coverage tonight. From Barry, Vermont, actually now Charlotte, North Carolina, Dave Moody up in turns one and two. Thank you, Joe Moore. Good evening, everybody. From high atop turn two here at the World Center of Racing, one of the most eagerly anticipated NASCAR Nationwide Series races in recent memory. The cars may have changed, but it's the same old Daytona. 31 degrees of banking here in turns one and two. Four stories high, plenty of room to run two and three wide all evening long. It's old. It's lost a lot of grip. It's rough. It's tough to get a handle on. All of those are positive qualities in terms of what the drivers and the fans want to see here tonight. These cars will be dancing and moving. A lot of them tend toward the loose side right now. These drivers are going to have their elbows up and their hands full as they try and negotiate these corners and work off a very tight turn number two onto the Daytona Super Stretch. We'll be covering all the action from the top of the Sunoco Tower here at exit of turn two at Daytona. Now to the other end of the super stretch. Atlanta, Georgia's Mike Bagley. Thank you, Dave Moody. Good afternoon, everybody. The field of 43 up the super stretch to check it for the first time here this evening. Watching the Challengers and the Impalas and the Camrys and the Ford Mustangs move by me here at the end of the back straightaway. And this is the piece of real estate at Daytona that's very critical. You cannot win a race here without drafting your way to the front. And we'll see it time and time again. Drivers stepping out of line to try to make an advance in position. And when you step out, you had best better have somebody at the back door because if not, you're going to the back of the pack in a hurry. You need help to win this race. You need to be able to draft effectively and keep a good, solid handle on that race car. We'll see double wide and three wide racing all night long here on the Daytona Super Stretch. As they roar by me, they'll flash up into the banking of turns three and four and into the view of Jeff Striegel of Byron Center, Michigan. Thank you, Mike. Good evening, everybody. Let's touch on three things for turns three and four. Number one, the draft that Mike just spoke of. It is important on the straightaways, but it's equally is important here in the turns as well. Doesn't matter if you're on the bottom of the racetrack or all the way up next to the safer barrier. If you don't have somebody with you, you're not going to the front. Number two, handling Justin Allgaier, the pole, or the guy that's going to start back in position number four, mentioned that it was handling that helped him qualify this afternoon. It had nothing to do with horsepower or speed. If your car doesn't handle, you're not going to the front. And finally, this track, turn four, back to the start-finish line. It narrows up. Drivers run out of racing room, and that's where one small mistake can turn into one big mess. It's going to be a good one. The new cars are set to roll. So are we, and I'll watch it from my spot just outside of turn number four, high atop the Sunoco Tower. 
Tonight's broadcast of the Subway Jalapeno 250 powered by Coca-Cola brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Daytona International Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of the Motor Racing Network is prohibited. The field is just across the start-finish line. When they come back around, they'll get the signal of one to go to get this race underway tonight. So let's take a final swing down pit road before the drop of the green flag and see what the strategy that are being planned there this evening, starting with Winston Kelly. I think there's going to be two strategies. One for the guys that are strong enough is going to be get up front, but for many it's going to be survival to try to get in line, get some experience with these new cars. We've talked about how much they dance around, how much this track has them bouncing. That's the biggest thing we hear, so I think they're going to want to survive. The guys that can are going to want to get up front, and then that last 10 laps, it's going to be Katie bar the door. Should be a great race tonight. Alex? And Winston, a lot of the stuff we're hearing down here as far as tire strategy goes, everybody expects to take four fresh tires. However, I was just told a moment ago on the grid before they fired engines by one of the top crew chiefs in the Nationwide Series with 10 laps to go, and they have to come to pit road, look for right side tires only, perhaps none. You're going to see some crazy strategies being played out tonight here in Daytona. Steve Post. Well, you're absolutely right, and when we look at the windows, sometimes we we deal with fuel windows sometimes we don't on this first run looking at going about 30 laps the fuel window after that is 35 laps so if you do the math it could be done in two stops well if you think of green white checkers and those type things it very well may be a little bit tight if we look at that strategy it's going to be part of the game played out here on pit road seeing what strategy plays out who does what and particularly on that last and critical pit stop it could be the winning call by a crew chief on top of this pit box or a crew going over the wall that puts their driver into victory lane Pit top can win and lose you a race very easy. Right now they roll out of turn number four. They'll see the signal at the start-finish line. One more circuit around this racetrack, and we will go under green flag conditions. Joe, there's not a whole lot of former winners in the field. I believe there's only six former winners of this race here in July that are in the field tonight. Yeah, and, uh, of course, a lot of other folks want to add their name to the list of, uh, of winners of this event. Eight different winners so far this season as we approach the halfway mark in the nationwide schedule. Kyle Busch, of course, has dominated the series with six victories. Brad Keselowski has three. Kevin Harvick, a two-time winner. And then one-time wins uh, to Carl Edwards, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Justin Allgaier and Tony Stewart, and still four guys, Barney, in the top ten here at the halfway point of the season who have not won a race so far in 2010. There's there's a lot of guys in that boat that really want to get into victory lane, and maybe tonight will be the day that they can, or as they can take it down to victory lane and get that first win of the season. Again, it's going to be Brad Keselowski starting on the front row along with Parker Kligerman. These guys just get younger and younger, don't they, particularly in the Nationwide Series. The two guys on the front row are, what, about 20 years old? Came, I think both of those came in when they were 19 years old. Yep. And there's uh, several. Joey Logano, he was 19, I think, when he made his first start. So the guys do get younger and younger. And it's good to see some of those names at the front of the field. Uh, some of the younger guys coming in, they've got an awful lot of driving talent. I think what we're seeing these days, Barney, is a lot of times younger guys get good opportunities, where in past yeah. years younger guys had to become older guys before they got uh, opportunities like some of these guys uh, have received. And I mean, look at the list of, uh, of the guys in the top ten, some of the Nationwide Series regulars that are doing very well here in this 2010 season, like Justin Allgaier we talked about earlier, Steve Arpin coming along, working uh, uh, his way up uh, up the list. And there's quite a few others in the field that uh, are getting to the point where you can consider them contenders almost any time the Nationwide Series races. 
Getting ready to go green here very shortly. They're rolling over to turn three. Here they come off the end of the back straightaway. Lights are off atop the Ford Mustang safety car. A couple of teammates on the front row. A couple of Dodge Challengers will lead us to the green flag. Brad Keselowski has the field in tow on the inside line. You've got Parker Kligerman topside. And sitting on the inside of the second row, that familiar yellow, blue Wrangler Chevrolet with that three on the side. Dale Earnhardt Jr. alongside Justin Allgaier as they work towards Jeff Striegel in turn four. And as you look across this campground, the infield here at Daytona, everybody up on their feet on top of the campers. To my right, the grandstands are full of race fans. It's the debut of the new car for the Nationwide Series as that Mustang 5.0 brings the field off turn number four for the green flag. The Subway Jalapeno 250, 100 laps will make up the total distance here this evening as the pace car gets ready to drop down on the pit road. The Ford Mustang pulling off the racetrack and up front, the Dodges of Brad Keselowski and Parker Kligerman coming to the line for the start of the Subway Jalapeno 250. MRN Radio's Barney Hall. Get ready to hang on for 100 laps of excitement here at Daytona. They come down the line, green flag goes in the air, and we are underway in the Subway Jalapeno 250 powered by Coca-Cola. It'll take a little bit before they start breaking out three wide, heading down to turn number one, Brad Keselowski gets a little bit of jump on the field over in turn two. Parker Kligerman, though, strong in that outside lane, has a fender out in front as they hit the 31-degree banking, but back, back comes Brad Keselowski to the inside lane. The two Penske Racing teammates are nose-to-nose as they exit turn number two. Side-by-side side for the lead up the super stretch for the very first time this evening here at Daytona International Speedway. It's Parker Kligerman in the outside line getting the advantage. Dale Earnhardt Jr. looked to stack it three wide. He'll fall back and live and give Keselowski a shove to the lead in three. A couple of Penske cars go side by side. It's Dodge Challengers up front, but here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's digging down low. It's going to be Keselowski that's going to lead him for the first time off turn four. Keselowski down in the lower lane. Junior trying to go underneath him, but can't do it. He'll follow him across the line. Race now will be for the third spot. Kyle Busch and Parker Kligerman battling there. Busch on the move early, going for the number three position. He's got the inside line, drafting help from Kevin Harvick and Carl Edwards. Top side, it's Parker Kligerman. Justin, uh, Justin uh, Allgaier in his rearview mirror. Top three, single file off two. Two-car breakaway up front. Keselowski and Earnhardt by themselves. They are huddled up on the yellow line to the inside of the racetrack. Side-by-side side for third. Here's Kyle Busch to the inside of Parker Kligerman. While up front, Earnhardt giving Keselowski a huge shove into three. And now He's going to try to dive underneath him. Can he make it stick? That Chevrolet working very good on the bottom of the racetrack. But it's Keselowski's going to lead. Now Kyle Busch goes for third, taking a peek to the outside of Junior. That outside line not really moving that much, and all of a sudden Junior says, yes, it is. Watch this. He takes the high line as across the start-finish line. He may get into the lead before he gets to turn two. All the way to the top of the banking in turn two, and we've got a new leader. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the Wrangler Chevrolet to the number one position. Ricky Stenhouse now on his back bumper. He'll try and ride the high outside line to the number two position. Now Kyle Busch to the outside lane for second. Earnhardt swings it wide off the second corner. He leads the outside line by a car length, and they are stacked up from second on back. Here's Keselowski to the inside of Kyle Busch. Drafting help both lanes. Keselowski to the bottom and he wants that lead back and he's got kevin harvick pinned right behind him and that may be enough here he comes brad keselowski down low junior topside once again the race leader is brad keselowski off four keselowski retakes the lead coming down to the line as junior tries to get the outside lane working once again and again the same guy he had behind him once before when he took the lead kyle bush he's there pushing junior on the outside dale earnhardt jr trying to climb the ladder again in turn number two but he's not got what it takes at least for the moment he's going to be challenged now 
for second. Kevin Harvick down to the inside lane, pulling the draft off the leader, puts the nose out in front for second place. A couple of Chevrolets leaning on one, or one another, that is off. Turn number two, Kevin Harvick, Dale Earnhardt Jr. sorting it out now. Here's Jr. with a run, drafting help behind him from Kyle Busch. Keselowski, Earnhardt, side by side for the lead at Daytona. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s got very little drafting help until Kyle Busch arrives on the scene, but that's too late. Keselowski, new race leader, second. Kevin Harvick, now Carl Edwards and Jr. are side by side. So far, it's been a fairly clean race. Not a lot of leaning on each other as they cross the line, head back off into turns one and two, and again, it's still Keselowski, Brad, that is, at the front of the field. Earnhardt Jr. still very strong up there in second. Then Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Carl Edwards, turn two. Dale Jr. rallies the troops again in that outside lane. He pulled even with Keselowski in turn one, but now loses the advantage in two. Keselowski by a car length. Back comes Harvick to the inside of Jr. So far in the early going, the inside line is where it's at off turn two and up the super stretch. It's paying off for Brad Keselowski, but on the straightaway, it's Earnhardt with the jump. Here comes that Wrangler Chevrolet to the top of the racetrack. Keselowski, though, rallies back downstairs. And again, that was courtesy of Kevin Harvick, who just pushed them all the way through turn three, pushed them back out front. The battle's going to be for second. Harvick to the inside, Junior to the outside. Junior's got the drafting help once again on the outside lane. Got it rolling, coming to the tri-oval. Here he comes up alongside second place, Kevin Harvick, now getting the nudge even further, trying to draw even with Brad Keselowski. Outside lane beginning to rumble again. Let's see if they can keep that momentum once they hit the banking of turn one. Again, the answer appears to be no. Keselowski gets away by a couple of car lengths. Back comes Kevin Harvick to the inside of a sideways Dale Earnhardt Jr. off turn two. Side by side, they race for that position behind Dale Earnhardt Jr. Drafting help from Kyle Busch and Parker Kligerman. Stacking up behind Kevin Harvick. You've got Carl Edwards and Clint Boyer. Side by side for the lead. Here's Earnhardt powering to the outside of three. And this time it's because Kyle Busch is right there giving that drafting help topside to Dale Earnhardt Jr. They are wheel to wheel. Keselowski to the inside. Jr. to the outside. They were about to put six laps on the scoreboard. Visit the NASCAR.com Superscore for a wide selection of commemorative Dale Earnhardt Jr. Number three Wrangler merchandise, T-shirts, die-cast, hats, and more. Shop now at the NASCAR.com Superstore. If you're looking for COVID-19 testing, look into Quest, the lab that's processed over 25 million tests and counting. You can get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's experience and accuracy you can trust from Quest, the largest medical testing lab in the country. So order today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm, yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. 
We're back at the Daytona International Speedway. A scary crash up in turns three and four. Anytime you see fire come out of those cars, it really makes your heart race in a hurry. I'll tell you what. Uh, luckily, both drivers have climbed from the cars and are in the ambulance heading to the infield care center. They were Jennifer Joe Cobb and uh, Johnny Chapman, teammates who got together over between turns three and four. And there were serious flames coming out, which have led to our first service master clean caution of the evening. Again, the drivers out of the cars. The service master clean trucks are now on the racetrack. If your home or business experiences fire or water damage, call the service master clean team. They're the experts who can restore your property and peace of mind in record time. And to find your service master clean location, go to servicemasterclean.com. Got a lot of cars on pit road. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Uh, one of those is Robert Richardson. As you said, a lot of the guys on the front of the uh, field are going to stay out on the racetrack. Morgan Shepard on pit road. Further down, Joe Nemechek brings his car on pit road. Most of these guys just stopping off with fuel, returning to racetrack. Alex? Yeah, it's the same down here. A couple of chassis adjustments. Most of the drivers down here, very loose. Reed Sorensen was on the pit lane. Also, Mike Bliss down here as well as Jason Keller. All of them getting just uh, Sunoco racing fuel and a couple of chassis adjustments to try to tighten up their race cars. Steve Post? Well, down here it was the same situation. Mike Wallace brought his car into the attention of the crew. Also, Taylor Molson was in. Tony Raines was in. And Jeremy Clements brought the Boudreaux's butt place car in for service as well. But pretty much routine, topping it off with fuel, minor adjustments down on this end of pit road. Eight laps have been completed. Brad Keselowski being shown as the leader. Kevin Harvick second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. third. They put on quite a show, just those three alone up at the front of the field. Carl Edwards is fourth. Kyle Busch fifth. Rest of the top ten. Clint Boyer sixth. Parker Kligerman is seventh. In eighth is Justin Allgaier. Ninth, Paul Menard. And in tenth is Joey Logano. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is down the 11th position with Ryan Newman 12th. Brendan Gaughan 13th. Michael Lynette 14th. And Shelby Howard 15th. In 16th is Steve Arpin, 17th is Jason Leffler, Brian Eichler runs 18th, Steve Wallace 19th, and 20th is Greg Sachs. Trevor Bain is 21st, Brian Scott 22nd, David Starr 23rd, Joe Nemechek shows up 24th, Kenny Wallace 25th, Eric McClure rides 26th, Jason Keller 27th, Robert Richardson Jr. 28th, 29th is Danny Eflin, and 30th, Mike Bliss. Michael McDowell is posted in 31st, Mike Wallace 32nd. Derek Cope is 33rd, Morgan Shepard 34th, and Tony Raines 35th. Jeremy Clements is in 36th. 37th is Ken Schrader, 38th Taylor Malsom, and 39th Reed Sorens, and all those cars are still on the lead lap. Kevin LePage still running. He's two laps off the pace and out of the race. The two cars involved in the crash, Johnny Chapman and Jennifer Joe Cobb, along with Mark Green, out of the event here at lap number nine. Cleanup is underway. The Service Master Clean Trucks working hard up in turns three and four. Let's get an update on their progress over there. First, Mike Bagley. Yeah, right now, Joe, the... Uh the safety trucks are up against the outside retaining wall with the jet blowers just trying to clean up some of the debris laid down in the wreck. And, of course, that wreck started at the top side of the banking in turns three and four, but then quickly slid down the banking onto the apron. And over in front of Jeff Striegel, looks like there's still a lot of cleanup headed on uh, or actually uh, underway at the apron of the racetrack. Yeah, they slid down, Mike, and that's where the uh, focus of attention is now, where those two cars came to rest. They've got a flatbed there. The uh, driver boutique Ford of Jennifer Joe Cobb is going to need that in order to get it out of the uh, infield grass just outside, just inside of turn number four. And that's taken just a couple of minutes. But uh, they're making some headway as the drip blowers are working up in turn number four. But I'm guessing probably another lap, maybe two, as they try to get that Ford up on the rollback. 
Shouldn't be too much longer before we will be able to go back to green flag racing. Sitting up in here in the tower, watching them come through the dogleg here, those cars look pretty solid. They're not bouncing around all that much. And Dave Moody over there where you're at in turns one and two, you have a better view of it. And, of course, the cars are a little more critical getting through the corner than they are down that straightaway. But they look pretty, pretty solid. You know, Barn, they really do so far. We've heard, you know, a lot of drivers talk about the cars being very skittish, a little bit tail-happy coming off the corners. We've seen a couple of instances of that, not too much. A couple of cars, as is always the case here at Daytona, as they run through the bumps, bottoming out and throwing up a little bit of sparks here and there. But all in all, a fairly sedate, calm, and according to plan, first nine laps for these new race cars. Yeah, first nine laps. That's the key. <laughs> it's very early here this evening. Field's going to get the one-to-go signal when they come back to the start-finish line. One-to-go to get this race back under the green flag. And make sure you catch the NASCAR Nationwide Series north of the border. The Napa Auto Parts 200, presented by Dodge, returns to the legendary circuit Gilles Villeneuve on August 28th and 29th. Enjoy bumper-to-bumper road course action and experience the exciting Montreal nightlife. Tickets start as low as 40 bucks. Visit Napa200.ca or call 514-397-0007. Here at the World Center of Racing tomorrow, a lot of activity. We'll start off in the morning with the Brumos Porsche 250 for the Grand Am Series here on the Motor Racing Network at 1045 Eastern Time. And then tomorrow night, the Coke Zero 400 powered by Coca-Cola at 630 Eastern. Good tickets are still available. Hope you can join us for all the action here tomorrow at the World Center of Racing. It's going to be fun. Really looking forward to it. There's quite a few drivers in the field tonight that would like to end up going into victory lane for a lot of reasons. One would be, as Joe pointed out when we first came on the air, he'd like to win in this brand new car, be the first one to go to victory lane with the changes that they've made in the cars. Another would be just to get the win this year. Paul Menard has run, I think he's run the whole season this year in the uh, the nationwide cars hasn't won a race yet. Brendan Gaughan's been pretty close. In fact, he's getting that team's getting a little bit better every week. Steve Wallace, except for some bad luck here and there, he could have been in already in victory lane this year. Trevor Baines run pretty good. Jason Leffler and Jason Keller both, but they have not won. They need to. Five of those guys you mentioned are in the top ten in points, too, and certainly would like to go to victory lane. I think probably the biggest story in that group is 19-year-old Trevor Bain coming off three straight top 11 finishes, a top five uh, last week at New Hampshire, and now they're in the tenth position in the standings for such a young guy. You were talking earlier about the young talent in the series. There's another great example. When you go through the garage and talk to some of the guys that's been in this business a long time, Most of them will tell you they didn't get a chance to get in first-class equipment until they were 28 to 30 or even 35 years old. These guys come in now, and as we said, we're talking about the young guys get in first-class equipment before they're barely out of their teens, maybe 19 years old or 20 years old, and they get out there and the kind of talent they've got and the equipment they're in they can get right in there and mix it up from the get-go they are getting it done without a doubt getting ready to roll back onto the green flag momentarily as the field comes up off turn number four it'll be brad keselowski and kevin harvick side by side for the double file restart dale Earnhardt jr starts on the inside of the second row with carl edwards alongside in the ford mustang kyle bush goes from fifth clint boyer sixth parker kligerman starts in seventh it's Justin Allgaier lining up eighth, Paul Menard ninth, and tenth, Joey Logano as the Ford Mustang pace car hits the pit lane, and we're getting ready to go back under the green flag at Daytona. Green flag not yet displayed. Now it goes in the air, and they come up through the 
gearbox and head off into turn number one down to the bottom of the racetrack. Brad Keselowski, he's had the car to deal with all night long. Kevin Harvick's there this time. Kevin will give him a fit in a hurry, and so will Carl Edwards and Earnhardt Jr. as they head for turn two. Harvick trying to rally some drafting, helping that outside lane. He's got Carl Edwards, Clint Boyer there, Justin Allgaier there, and he's going to try and take the lead up high. He's got a fender out in front of Keselowski. Dale Jr. took a peek to the inside to make it three wide. New leader at the exit of two, Kevin Harvick. Outside lane prevails. That's where Kevin Harvick rides right now. Fender out in front. Now he'll grab sole possession of the lead thanks to Carl Edwards. Side by side behind them for third. Here's Keselowski to the inside of Clint Boyer and Edwards looks for the lead. And up front Kevin Harvick dives to the bottom in front of Brad Keselowski. Carl Edwards stays topside. He's going to go after Harvick. But Keselowski too strong. He'll push Harvick to the lead. Working back into the trioval. Carl Edwards on the move in the outside lane, but the draft does not kick in for him. Harvick hangs on to the top spot. Brad Keselowski's right on his bumper in turn one. Keselowski now will be the pursuer instead of the leader, at least for a moment. He's got a back bumper full of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kyle Busch right there, fourth in line on the inside. Top side, it's Carl Edwards, followed by Clint Boyer, Justin Allgaier, and Joey Logano. Kevin Harvick jumps lanes. He'll drop to the inside of the racetrack. He's got drafting help from Brad Keselowski, also Dale Earnhardt Jr. there, and Kyle Busch. Top side, here's Carl Edwards in the Mustang to the lead in turn number three. Clint Boyer just shoving all the way up to the safer barrier. Carl Edwards trying to grab the lead away from Kevin Harvick, but Harvick says no way. Harvick leads off turn number three, or make it turn number four. The battle is for second. All these guys right now look like they're just having a big time out there as they're getting around this racetrack. Real tight racing, but not a lot of med- contact. Don't see a lot of sparks fly, but the action is still there. Kevin Harvick takes him over to turn two. Harvick still with the lead, but upstairs, Carl Edwards beginning to loom large in that battle for the lead. He's got Clint Boyer in the rearview mirror. Haven't quite been able to make that outside lane work. They won't do it this time either. It's still Harvick and Keselowski. The inside lane large and in charge. Kevin Harvick, the man leading the charge down low. He'll grab the lead. Keselowski right behind him in second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. third on the inside line, but look out. Once again, cousin Carl climbs the banking. Clint Boyer is right there. It's Carl Edwards and Clint Boyer topside. It is Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski hooked together on the bottom side by side for the race lead. Once again, Carl Edwards trying to make it work on the outside lane. They both have drafting help, himself and Kevin Harvick. This time, it's Edwards who goes to the lead in the Ford Mustang. Let's check in with Brian Nelson of the Care Center. Johnny Chapman, Jennifer Joe Cobb just released. Uh, we'll talk with Johnny first. Uh, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, pretty rough deal there. We um, just, uh, you know, trying to make some laps there and then ended up, um, I don't know, Jennifer's car just turned around and Nothing, I mean, nothing nobody could do, just an accident. And I hate it happened this way for the 43 guys. They work really, really hard and for any any of the guys. And, I mean, it's just a bad situation. That was the team car, Jennifer Joe Cobb, in on this as well. And, and uh, Jennifer, it took a while for you to get out of the car. Was everything okay? Yeah, I just didn't let, you know, I, l- I let my spotter know I was okay. I let the uh, safety workers know that I was okay. There was a bit, bit of a fire in the beginning, and I said, just tell me when I can move. And they said, fire's out, you're fine. So, I wanted to make sure Johnny was okay. I, I hate that, you know, we caused something that hurt one of our competitors, and he's very gracious. And I said to him, you know, I, I'm very sorry. Do you see that I did anything wrong? And I, and what I believe is that that was the first time all week that we've had another car on our bumper, and it just did not hold. You know, we just had a, you know, everyone else was able to work those gremlins out in practice, and unfortunately, 
we had to do it during the race. But, you know, from uh, the 43 standpoint and the 27 standpoint, neither one of us had backup cars. So I guess we'd rather do it in the first few laps than in practice. But hate it for both teams. Hate it for Ford Racing. You know, I was... I was hoping to be there at the end with this new Ford Mustang. And, um, you know, we'll be back in Chicago next week with a Ford Fusion in the Nationwide Series. And we'll be there with our uh, driven male Ford F-150 at Iowa in the Camping World Truck Series. And so you just you, you pick up and you keep digging and you keep moving on. And um, I'm having a rough start in the Nationwide Series, but uh, it, that's the way it goes. All right, that's Jennifer Joe Cobb and Johnny Chapman. The good news is they're both okay. Bad news is two Baker Curb teams out early tonight. Feel getting a little strong out right now. There's about 20, maybe 21 cars up in that lead draft, and then there's a, a draft of maybe 8 and 10 right behind the, that pack of traffic as they all head over to turn four. Battle's going to be for the race lead. Barney Clint Boyer downstairs, and he wants it. Justin Elgeyer, topside. Kevin Harvick is right there. So is Kyle Busch and Carl Edwards. But Boyer will hang on to it. The defending winner of this race will lead coming back to the line. He took over the top spot last time by Allgaier put on the challenge and is trying once again in turn one. Justin Allgaier hasn't got quite the drafting help he'd like in that upstairs line. As a matter of fact, he's got nobody within about three car lengths, and the result is going to be as expected. He's going to lose the second spot. He's going to lose the third spot now. Underneath him comes Carl Edwards. Now to the inside is Ryan Newman for fourth. Carl Edwards makes the pass, makes the move to the inside of the racetrack. He will go to third. Allgaier starting to get the shuffle backward now. One other car stepping to the inside line. It's Ryan Newman. He'll grab fourth as Allgaier will backslide to fifth. And behind them, they are three wide, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is right in the middle of it. In fact, Kyle Busch is in the middle of it. Jr. down low, and Brad Kozlowski, Parker Kligerman also in that battle. Good, solid, hard-nosed racing at the front of the field. Front five breakaway just a little bit right now, led by Clint Boyer, Justin Allgaier. Man, this young kid is really showing his stuff here tonight also. He's hanging in there in the top five. Joey Logano's lost a couple of positions and been surprised, Dave Moody, that Kyle Busch hasn't been able to get up there. Kyle hasn't been far from the action, Barney, but he's not been in the thick of it so far. He rides back there around the seventh position right now on the back bumper of Paul Menard. Here they come up the back straightaway. Paul Menard drafting help from Kyle Busch. This again, the race for about the number six position. Menard has company to his right elbow. That's Joey Logano. He gets drafting help from Brad Keselowski. And, Cl- and Kyle Busch is right there as well, right behind them. Several other cars, including Dale Earnhardt Jr. Up front, single file. Five-car breakaway left by Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer snakes his way into the trioval with traffic lined up behind him. As Jeff said, five cars up front. Kevin Harvick right behind him. Then Carl Edwards. You got Ryan Newman and Justin Allgaier trying to get away from the rest of the field. Newman and Allgaier try to play a little bit of catch up here and get up with that lead group. They've succeeded in doing that. So it's up to a five-car lead draft. It's going to be six in a moment. Paul Menard arrives on the scene. He's bringing company in the person of Kyle Bush. Menard will step to the outside line, trying to get that two-car draft wound up and maybe advance a position. They'll back away now and fall in single file, except for Kyle Busch, who has Brad Keselowski to his outside. That is the first side-by-side battle with the top ten. And it's a long way back. No drafting help for either one of those drivers. A good seven car lengths back. Brad Keselowski says no help. I'll just tuck in line and ride behind Kyle Busch. Single file right now, back among the top ten or twelve. They'll put 20 laps on the scoreboard. Keep up with the latest in motorsports. Log on to MotorRacingNetwork.com today. Get the latest news and podcast on the NHRA, the World of Outlaws, Grand Am, the IRL, and NASCAR. It's all available today at MotorRacingNetwork.com. If you're looking for COVID-19 testing, look into Quest, the lab that's processed over 25 million tests and counting. You can get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. 
Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's experience and accuracy you can trust from Quest, the largest medical testing lab in the country. So order today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. We're back in Daytona International Speedway watching a pretty good race right now. The lead pack's just exiting turn two and heading for three. That lead pack is led by Clint Boyer. He's got drafting help behind him. Kevin Harvick is there. Now the battle is on for third. Brad (coughs) Brad Keselowski to the inside of Carl Edwards. Side by side, and Kyle Busch is there as well. Kyle Busch is going to tuck to the bottom lane. That's going to leave no drafting help at all for Carl Edwards. We'll see if that pays off. Carl trying to do it all by himself. Topside, the battle's going to be for fourth between Edwards and Busch. Mustang's been working well on the outside. Side lane, Carl's had drafting help before. This time he does not. And no matter what he's driving, it's not going to go to the front of the field. It falls back here as the inside lane begins to move in turn one. And that's good news for Clint Boyer as he will take the number one position. He'll have a rearview mirror full of Kevin Harvick. Third spot now belongs to Kyle Busch. Back to the number four position, Brad Keselowski. He'll slide it back in line across the nose of his teammate, Justin Allgaier. Allgaier will follow him off turn two and up the super stretch. And now here's the battle for the number two position. Kyle Busch steps out of line, takes that new and improved Camry to the bottom of the racetrack. race side by side with Kevin Harvick in turn three. Here comes Justin Elgeyer. He's going to drop to the inside. That will give Kyle Busch some drafting help. Two cars working topside. Keselowski and Harvick. But again, it's the inside line that's moving behind Clint Boyer. We're here at the halfway point of the season. Just about the halfway mark for the Nationwide Series. And tomorrow night will be the halfway point for the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series. And of course, all roads lead to Homestead Miami Speedway. And uh, the season ending for championship weekend. And Matt Beecher is here with us, president of Homestead Miami Speedway, the championship track. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Joe. Couldn't imagine a better place to be with these new cars on the track. And this racing is absolutely fantastic. What's going on at Homestead Miami Speedway, the championship track, and getting ready for the season finale? Well, our tickets actually go on sale tomorrow. We've put a lot of hard work into, into making some pretty important changes for the fans. A lot of areas that used to be multi-day ticket packages are now available for a single day. We've lowered the prices on about a third of our Sprint Cup seats, and we've created some really cool opportunities for kids to get involved at, for free or at a little cost. So we're pretty excited, looking forward to those tickets going on sale tomorrow, and uh, fans can log on starting at 9 o'clock to thechampionshiptrack.com or call 866-409-RACE. You guys always have so many things going on down in South Florida that time of the year. With Miami being so close by, there's parties everywhere celebrating the end of the year, the championship. It's just a fun time. No, you're right. Being a Michigan guy, I can appreciate how nice Miami is the end of November. <laughs> and uh, with everything that downtown has to offer, being there at the Gateway to the Keys, uh, if you like fishing, nightlife, we've got it all, and it's, it's a great place to be. Invite everyone to come on out. For championship weekend, it'll be here before you know it. Once again, ticket information. Yeah, we, uh, we ticket information is uh, thechampionshiptrack.com as well as 866-409-RACE. And don't forget, we also have our IndyCar Race uh, Championship October 1st and 2nd. So those tickets go on sale as well. And I uh, look forward to seeing everyone down there. And that's why it is the championship track. Matt, thanks a lot for dropping by. We'll see you shortly. Thanks, Joe. Matt Beecher from Homestead Miami Speedway, the championship track. Right now, there's about 12 cars up in that breakaway draft. Brad Keselowski is the leader. Justin Allgaier is second. Clint Boyer rides third. Kyle Busch is fourth. And fifth is Kevin Harvick. Sixth belongs to Carl Edwards. Joey Logano is seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr., eighth. Michael Annette has moved up into ninth. And tenth is Ryan Newman, and that's the way they run with some 27 laps complete. Let's check down on pit road and see if everything's going according to plan down there. Winston Kelly? Well, we're waiting just a few more laps. We expect them to start coming out on pit road. Here we're on lap number 27. It's going to be in the low 30s. Somewhere 
between about 31 and maybe 33, 34 laps we were hearing on that first fuel run. Remember that they qualified on the same tank of fuel. They couldn't top it off, so they should have the longer runs. Could be anywhere in the mid to upper 30s, but everything going to plan. Barney, you talked earlier about the cars looking so stable. That's not what the drivers are reporting to us from the feel of inside the car. The one comment we hear the most is handful. The cars are a handful out there on the racetrack, and their tire wear is a little bit greater than they anticipated, so looking forward to coming out, getting four fresh tires and topping it off with fuel. Alex? That's about what we're hearing down here, too. Just about everybody, Winston, extremely loose out there on the racetrack right now, trying to find some space to ride. This is the longest they've run under a complete fuel run all weekend long here at Daytona. So everybody right now just essentially trying to figure out where their car is going to be come 30 laps into a run. There's going to be an awful lot of chassis adjustments taking place. And Steve Post, tires, Sunoco fuel adjustments. It's going to get hectic down here in just a few moments. Yeah, Alex, and it might be in wholesale fashion. Watching a couple of the crew chief, I position myself between Kyle Busch's pit stall, where Jason Ratcliffe calls the shots, and Brendan Gaughan's pit stall, where Brad, or where the Brad Parrott calls the shots. They've been hand signaling back and forth, and I believe they've agreed to come in on lap 34 or 35. And I know there's a lot of coordination. Nobody wants to come in alone. Everyone would like to come in in a pack. So I think when we get busy in about three, four, possibly five laps, we're going to get very busy here on pit road. Field is heading up to turn four. And it's busy up front as well. Brad Keselowski, he has the lead. Kyle Busch has been stalking his every move. Justin Elgeyer is right there. Then comes Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick. That's your top five. Where they run coming back to the start-finish line as we check out the AutoZone leaderboard, completing lap number 30 of 100. It is Brad Keselowski leading with Kyle Busch now second. Justin Allgaier runs third. Joey Logano is fourth. And Kevin Harvick has fallen to fifth. Sixth is Clint Boyer. Seventh, Michael Lynette. Carl Edwards is in eighth. Ryan Newman, ninth, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. runs 10th. Yeah, Dale Jr. is falling back a little bit, but he's still got a very strong race car. In 11th is Paul Menard. Steve Arpin is 12th. In 13th, that's Brendan Gaughan. 14th is Steve Wallace. Jason Leffer rides 15th. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 16th. Trevor Bain still in the thick. He is 17th. Brian Eichler's 18th. Greg Sachs doing a very good job. Greg's 19th and 20th is Parker Kligerman. Jeremy Clements runs in 21st. Brian Scott, 22nd. Taylor Malsom's 23rd with Joe Nemechek, 24th, and Shelby Howard, 25th. Reed Sorensen shown in 26th with Jason Keller, 27th. Mike Bliss is 28th. Ken Schrader, 29th, and David Starr, 30th. Michael McDowell's 31st. Kenny Wallace is 32nd. Tony Raines, 33rd. Mike Wallace is 34th, and Robert Richardson Jr. is 35th and 36th. Danny Eflin, 37th, is Derek Cope. In 38th is Eric McClure. Morgan Shepard's 39th, but he is in the garage. Mark Green has parked his machine. He is will finish 40th. 41st is Kevin LePage, 42nd Johnny Chapman, and 43rd Jennifer Joe Cobb. And that's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We are under the second service master caution here at Daytona as cleanup efforts continue up there toward the entrance of pit road. So it'll be a while before they get back to green flag racing. Right now, let's go down trackside. Alex? Uh, I expect these guys to come down the pit lane. Here comes the guy who brought out this caution. Uh, Michael Annette brings the Germain Toyota down. He's flat-spotted all the tires. they got to get over there and manually pick up the right side of the race car. This red and black Camry getting service right now. No worse for the wear, doesn't appear. Looks like just four flat-spotted Goodyears. And uh, tip the cap, Goodyear bringing in the tires. Got a special emblem around the side of it. Not only does it have the trademark yellow Goodyear, it also in red, white, and blue says support our troops. So Goodyear getting involved with this Independence Weekend and four fresh Goodyears on Michael Annette's car as he goes at 55 miles an hour back out on the racetrack. 
That'll give us 35 cars that are still on the lead lap. Yeah, and most of them are coming to pit road right now. Pit road is opened up here at lap 34. The service begins as we go down to Steve Post. Kyle Busch brings the loaded cherry NOS Energy Drink Toyota into the attention of the crew. They're around to the right side. Also in getting pit service on this one is Brian Eichler. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. comes in. The attention of his crew. Brendan Gaughan is in. Mike Wallace back in. Taylor Malson in. Four tires for Kyle Busch. He's the first one down and away. And more cars in front of Winston Kelly. Brad Keselowski a little bit loose, but no changes. He likes the handling of the car. Justin Allgaier on pit road along with Stephen Wallace. Greg Sachs further down. Clint Boyer the leader, but it's me. Kyle Busch easily the first off of pit road. Kevin Harvick on this end gets four tires and fuel, as does Ryan Newman. No changes on that machine. Trevor Bain with service returning to the track. Alex Carl Edwards, Joey Logano, Dale Earnhardt Jr., all of them getting four fresh tires along with Jason Leffler and Steve Arpin. Parker Kligerman bring it on, uh, brought the car in hot, 55 miles an hour, slid through his box and nearly collected not only me but a handful of us down here watching the pit stops. Kligerman slid through the box. They had to push him back in the discount tire dodge. No harm, no foul, but he did lose an awful lot of track position. So service here at lap number 34 for just about everybody. And as Winston Kelly reported a few moments ago, Barney, uh, they were getting ready for green flag pit stop. So this was a good race or a good break uh, for a lot of these guys. Yeah, it's going to be an even better break because when they go back out there, this double file restart is going to put a lot of cars that were kind of getting left in the wake out there. Uh, from out, particularly outside the top 15 that were falling back in a hurry. Now they'll be able to get right back up to the front. And catch them right back up here as we uh, close in on the halfway point of tonight's race. Michael Annette, let's uh, remind you of that uh, spin coming off turn four, Jeff Striegel. That was the longest spin I think I've seen and uh, the most amount of spins this way and that way, right and left, back and forth, to not make contact with anything. Including other competitors on the racetrack. And, and I'll tell you something, you're absolutely right. That spin probably two to 300 yards off of turn number four, all the way down to the entrance into pit road. And everybody behind him, including Dale Earnhardt Jr. and a whole host of others, having to take a base of action, and they had to drive through tire smoke and a tribute to the the guys on top above you, the spotters that were helping those drivers through all that smoke. Nobody getting any contact with either the inside or outside wall or another driver. And also, as you guys pointed out, I think the leaders, those Penske uh, challengers, were on their way to pit road. And those spotters obviously seeing the action happen behind them, called them off, put them back on the racetrack. So uh, it's not just the guys on the uh, in the crews down on the pit area and the guys behind the, uh, the steering wheel that are doing a great job. You've got spotters here that are very, very busy all the time. Yeah, those guys uh, quickly turned back up onto the racetrack just feet before the commitment line where they would have had to stay on pit road. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Field has just received the one-to-go signal as they are working down the back straightaway, about halfway down the back stretch. We'll go back under green at lap 36. And here's the way they restart. Kyle Busch had just taken over the lead just before that uh, spin happened up in turn number four. So he lines up with Brad Keselowski alongside. It'll be Kevin Harvick and Paul Menard on row two. Then Jason Keller restarts in fifth. Joey Logano sixth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is up to seventh. Justin Allgaier eighth. Ninth is Michael McDowell and Carl Edwards, 10th. Take you a little further back in 11th will be Clint Boyer. Steve Wallace will restart 12th. Steve Arpin, 13th. Ryan Newman, 14th. And 15th will be Jason Leffler. Robert Richardson, Jr. will restart 16th. Then Brendan Gaughan, 17th. Trevor Bain, 18th. Greg Sachs, 19th. And 20th, Brian Eichler. Ricky Stenhouse, Jr. starts in the 21st position on this restart here at lap 36. It'll be Reed Sorensen in 22nd. Brian Scott, 23rd. 
Joe Nemechek, 24th, and Shelby Howard restarts in 25th. 26th is Jeremy Clements. You'll find Parker Kligerman, 27th. Ken Schrader, 28th. Taylor Mossum, 29th, and Mike Bliss, 30th. Field comes down into the trioval, looking for the green flag, getting ready to go racing under green conditions here once again. As again, Kyle Busch and Brad Keselowski, they've been at the front of the pack for the better part of the evening. Green flag goes in the air, and at the bottom of the racetrack, Kyle Busch gets a good restart and takes Kevin Harvick right with him. Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Paul Menard, Justin Allgaier all mix it up as they head to turn two. One of the best restart artists in the business is Kyle Busch, and he's used this one to full advantage. He's pulled away by a good five car lengths over the outside lane leader. He's taken Kevin Harvick along with him to the number two position. Battle for third now. Joey Logano to the inside lane for third place. Joey Logano opens up the inside line, trying to get by Brad Keselowski. Finally. Keslowski and company start coming back to life topside. Keslowski, Logano, side by side for third. Paul Menard is right there. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Justin Allgaier, Clint Boyer, and Carl Edwards all trying to run down the top two. That's Kyle Busch. He leads off turn number four. Kevin Harvick is in tow. Harvick peeks to the inside, looks for an opportunity coming to the trioval, cannot make the move. He'll fall back in line for fear of Joey Logano, who's right behind. And now Logano's looking to try to make a move in the outside lane. Joey Logano getting happy in that high groove, trying to make a move upstairs. Now, for the moment, we'll tuck right back in across the front bumper of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Front four, run single file. Then it's side-by-side. Clint Boyer, Brad Keselowski for fifth place. Impala and Challenger wheel-to-wheel for the fifth position right now. Up the super stretch, they continue in lockstep formation with Boyer now getting the advantage as the inside lane advances. Here's Edwards. He'll go by Keselowski. Allgaier, and now Keselowski is hung out to dry. Paul Menard's going to be the next in line. Then Steve Arpin is Nobody is going topside. Behind them, they're racing three wide. At the front of the field, they're single file as they work off four. Kyle Busch still leads the way, coming back to the start-finish line. Now the front 10, 12 cars, single file. But they are two wide, deeper in the pack here at lap 37. Jared Fogle is here from Subway. Anytime you talk sub- Subway, you think about Jared. And, of course, tonight's race is the Subway Jalapeno 250. Good to see you again. Good to be back. Good to see you guys. As always. Uh, you guys, uh, you've become a regular race fan. We see you a lot at the track these days. You know, it's been a lot of fun. I'm from Indianapolis. I grew up a huge race fan, but uh, to be part of NASCAR world the last uh, 10, 11 years now and getting to be between, uh, you know, Martinsville and here, of course, and Phoenix and even Rockingham before it closed, it's been a a blast. Still losing weight? You know, I'm hanging in there. I'm I'm trying to keep it where I'm at. I'm actually training to complete the New York City Marathon this fall, so that's pretty exciting. Just finished my first half marathon and figure I can get this far, I can get to a whole one. How much did you weigh when before all this began? Uh, at one point, I weighed over 425 pounds back in 1998 when I was a college kid at, at oh. Indiana University. And 60-inch pair of pants, which have become more famous than I am, of course, that everybody knows about. <laughs> yeah. Started eating Subway twice a day off the low-fat menu and started walking uh, you know, at least a half-hour a day. And within that one year, lost 245 pounds. Subway picked up my story. And... God bless America. You know, Fourth of July weekend, here we are, and I'm still doing it 12 years later. It's just a crazy, crazy, crazy story. You lost more weight than I weigh, than I am. <laughs> exactly. And then some probably. And it's, that's the crazy thing. You know, I sort of think back to what I missed out on, obviously, as heavy as I got. That's one of my, my big pushes now. Is my, it's called the Jared Foundation. We're fighting childhood obesity. And I go to schools all over the country speaking to kids, trying to make sure they don't fall the same way that I did. And hopefully they can learn from my mistakes and take the fact that they know me as a Subway guy and turn it into something positive. Uh, that's an amazing story. Tell us about Subway, what's going on uh, with the jalapeno touch on tonight's race. Absolutely. Well, we had C.J. Spiller here as the uh, honorary uh, grand marshal. He had to say, gentlemen, about your engines, of course. The Clemson running back is now on the Buffalo Bills, so we're real proud of him. And he did a great job kicking off the race. And uh, just having a lot of fun. You know, Subway just launched breakfast, so breakfast is available nationwide now. And you can get a customized, get a, you know, one of the uh, low-fat egg white muffin melts, uh, all kinds of great stuff. And, uh, 
you know, still have the five-hour footlongs, which everybody, uh, is, especially in this economy, everybody seems to be really be enjoying. Yeah, we love those a lot. Good to see you once again, Jared, at the track. I'm sure we'll see you some more before the year's over, and uh, take care. Absolutely, too. Have a great Fourth of July. All right, Jared Fogel from Subway. Of course, tonight's race, the Subway Jalapeno 250, nearing the halfway mark. 40 laps have been complete right now. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Clint Boyer, and Justin Allgaier are the top five. They're just coming off turn number four and heading back down into the triable portion of the Daytona International Speedway. And as we said, been a good race. Swap the lead back and forth. And right now, Joey Logano says, let me have a turn at the front of the field. That's exactly where he goes. Can he stay there, Dave? Well, maybe not for long, Barney. He's got it right now, but Clint Boyer's got other ideas. He climbs the ladder, takes it to the head of the pack in the outside lane, pushes a nose out in front, but Joey Logano's got help from Kyle Busch. He'll battle back on the inside. We're starting to see the aggression level go up about 10 notches last time by. Clint Boyer bump-drafting Joey Logano, turned him sideways on the back straightaway. Joey was able to hang on to the race car. He can't hang on to the lead. He's trying to stay in the top five. He is out to dry down low. Bump drafting by Kevin Harvick for Clint Boyer. That's going to put him to the top spot. It's Boyer, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, top four. They are side by side for fifth. That's how quickly you can lose a position here at Daytona from the lead all the way back into about the fifth position. That's the story of Joey Logano as Clint Boyer has taken over the top spot. The Motor Racing Network has given you a chance for a monster race weekend at the Dover International Speedway. Log on to MotorRacingNetwork.com for your chance to win tickets on the Monster Bridge at September's Chase Race at Dover. And that's not all. The grand prize includes a weekend stay at Dover Downs Hotel and Casino, round-trip limousine service from a local airport, pit passes, and there's more. Log on to MotorRacingNetwork.com for details and your chance to win. To buy your tickets now, visit DoverSpeedway.com or call 800-441-RACE. Things have settled down a little bit here at the World Center of Racing as Clint Boyer leads at lap 44. Kevin Harvick runs in second. Kyle Busch third. Joey Logano fourth. And Justin Allgaier now in the fifth spot for Carl Edwards. Not going very well. He's dropped all the way back to the rear of the pack, back in the 25th position. From Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Back at Daytona, now there's four laps from halfway in the Subway Jalapeno 250. Clint Boyer still leads with Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Justin Allgaier, and Brad Keselowski, the top five. We told you before we went away that Carl Edwards had dropped back in the pack a good ways. He's currently shown in the 22nd position and uh, seems to be up to speed right now, Alex Hayden. But what, what have you been able to find out about Carl? Checked in with Drew Blickensner for the crew chief just a second ago, and Drew just gave me a smile and a thumbs up. Carl came on the radio and said, don't worry about it, guys. Come lap 90 to 95. We'll be just fine. We'll be at the front of the field. So no harm, no foul. Carl Edwards not really saying a whole lot on the radio, but he fell from the lead draft all the way back to 25th. Yeah, there's got to be some, some kind of a problem there, even though it may be something that they can cure and they're not worried about it as long as they can kind of stay up in the top 20, and that's where they are right now. Ryan Newman, well, Ryan dropped back a little bit, too, after that last round of pit stops. He is shown in 12th place right now. And Dave Booty, he hasn't moved up like you normally would expect him to. He's been kind of feeling out that car, Barney. He's kept it in the middle to the back of that lead draft of about a dozen cars. Got a feeling he's got a pretty decent race car right now. At the front of the pack, I know for a fact that Kyle Busch has got a good car. He just pushed it back to the lead. He climbed the banking off turn two around the outside of Clinton Boyer. To the lead goes Kyle Busch. Joey Logano to second. It's Justin Allgaier to third. And Clint Boyer's trying to stay in the top five now. And he may not be able to do it. Here comes Kevin Harvick trying to work to his outside. Behind him, 
couple of cars going side by side. To the inside is Trevor Bain. To the outside is Steve Arpin. Seeing him come up off turn number four, back into the trials of Barney. couple of guys kind of dropping down a line, looking to see what kind of opportunities may be there. Steve Arpin, one of those. Dave, he's right in the middle of that pack there, running in seventh. Run a pretty good race so far, Joe. Kind of smooth, quiet consistently working his way now into the top 10, running that number 7 Chevrolet out of the Junior Motorsports stable. The Canadian Steve Arpin having a good run here in the first half of this race. Got Kevin Harvick in front of him and Dale Earnhardt Jr. right behind him. A couple of veterans now trying to show him the ropes here at the World Center of Racing. Matter of fact, Arpin's going to rumble out of the pocket. Trevor Bain's in the mix. He'll dive to the inside of Trevor Bain and try to pick up that spot. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to try to make it three wide. He's looking to the outside of Trevor Bain. Can't draw alongside of him, so Tuck it back in line, watching a good battle. A couple of cars just outside of the top five. Kind of hard to get a handle on Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's had a really strong race car all night. First 10 or 15 laps, he was right up in the thick of things. He dropped back a little bit, and then after that pit stop a few moments ago, he lost another couple of spots. Now he's worked his way back up into eighth place. The car isn't all that bad. I think he's just biding his time, Dave. I think you're exactly right about that, Barney. He's found that groove that he likes best right up there against the safer barrier. Just keeping that car in the hunt, keeping a, a good breath of air into the front end of that car when it needs it, and waiting, biding his time for when we get closer to showtime. Challenge for the lead. Here's Justin Allgaier to the inside of Kyle Busch. Allgaier to the top spot, and Keselowski's there as well. Boy, Boyer's going to go in that four spot. Here comes Joey Logano. Now he's going to go side-by-side side with him. Further up, Kyle Busch trying to make that outside line work. Go after second place. So Justin Allgaier makes his move over in turn number three, comes to the front of the pack with alongside, uh, actually behind him, Brad Keselowski, then Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, and Joey Logano. We talked about Carl Edwards' fall a few moments ago, still back there in the 21st spot. What have you learned, Alex? Uh, essentially, this is as long as they've been running with this new race car in competition, and after their first round of pit stops that everybody made, they all made their adjustments, everybody feeling a little more confident in their equipment and what this new car can do in the draft. So Carl Edwards uh, using the brain a little bit. He said, you know, these guys are more confident. They're going to be a little more racy on this run. I'll simply get out of the way and let these guys race it out at the front of the field, and I'm going to hang in the back and let the craziness go in front of me. So right now the halfway mark has been reached. 50 laps are complete, and we have 50 to go. Justin Allgaier, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, and Joey Logano are the top five. For the first time ever, experience the speed and power of NASCAR in 3D with tomorrow night's Coke Zero 400 on NASCAR.com. For details, visit NASCAR.com slash RaceBuddy3D. We're back at Daytona International Speedway. 54 laps are complete. Justin Allgaier is still the lead. The leader, Kyle Busch, is second. Brad Keselowski, a very strong third. Joey Logano having a good run. He is fourth. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., well, Joe, he just keeps knocking them off. He picked up a couple of more spots and worked his way up to fifth. Working his way slowly but surely to the front of the field. And you know if nothing happens to that car, he'll be a player at the end of this race. You know the guy who really impresses me right now, Jeff Striegel? Trevor Bain. He's up to the sixth position. And going after more, he's going to file follow Dale. Earnhardt Jr., but now he's got company. Kevin Harvick to his outside. Kevin Harvick applying a little pressure to him as they hit the start-finish line, work their way back to the west end of the speedway, but for the moment, they remain exactly that way. Let's take a quick look at the top ten. Justin Allgaier, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, and Dale Earnhardt Jr., the top five. Rest of the top ten, Kevin Harvick, Trevor Bain, Steve Arpin, 
Uh, Jason Leffler and then Clint Boyer, that makes up the top five. But for the moment, Justin Allgaier looks as good as anything out there. He's great. And let's go back to what we talked about early this evening, Barney, and that is the youth factor in the NASCAR Nationwide Series. Look in the top ten, the guys' names you just read off there. Justin Allgaier, Brad Keselowski up there. Of course, Joey Logano's in the top ten. We talked about Trevor Bain, Steve Arpin is there. Uh, here's young guys. I mean, we're talking about ages 20, 21, 22 years of age who are up there performing with veterans in this sport. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. looking pretty good. He stayed in the top 20. One, another one of the young guns. And Parker Kligerman looking very strong back there in 18th. But Carl Edwards continues to ride midway through the pack. He's listed right now in 19th position. And, again, let's check down on Pit Road. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the guys that have made some moves. You're talking about Trevor Bain. He's one of those. He started in 12th position. He was tight until recently. He just radioed in, told his crew he's a little bit loose. Clint Boyer tight in the center on that first run. Started 13th, currently running in 10th. He spent some time at the front of the pack. He, too, a little bit tight. One of the guys reporting that he's loose in the center off is Kevin Harvick, currently running in the 7th position. Ryan Newman, a good solid run in 11th position. How about a call-out to Greg Sachs, 57 years young, started 7th, currently running in 14th for the JR Motorsports team. Justin Allgaier running first, Brad Keselowski, his teammate, second. They're saying absolutely nothing on the radio about the handling of the car. They're going to wait and call into the crew chiefs and report how the handling is toward the end of this run when they expect to come down pit road, which should be around lap number 70 to 75 if we stand or green. How about in the midsection, Alex? Uh, Winston will continue the theme of the young guns and what they're doing. One of the drivers who spun earlier coming off turn four, Michael Annette in the Germain Toyota, he's been able to get the track position back and drive up and pass a handful of cars. He now finds himself riding in the 15th position, simply running along, trying to figure out what his car is going to do in the draft, and Mike Hillman Jr. is hanging around, of course. He crew chiefs the Jermaine Camping World Truck Series entry with Todd Bodine. They certainly know their way to Gatorade Victory Lane here at Daytona, and he's helping coach this race team along. They find themselves 15th. Another driver that's young, we mentioned a moment ago, Steve Arpin driving for Junior Motorsports. Arpin having a pretty good day, riding right now in the number eight position. And the biggest thing about Steve Arpin is the fact that he's only got a couple of races with the older style nationwide series car. So he's not really having to adjust a whole lot because the simple fact is He's really too young and inexperienced enough at the other car to really know a big difference. So he's having a pretty good run right now. Arpin rides in the eighth spot. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., well, that Wrangler blue and yellow Chevy Impala SS continuing to pick off spots. He's picked up another one. He's up to the number three position right now. Earnhardt finding the groove on the race car. It is a little dancy, loose in the middle of the draft. But Earnhardt very happy with the car. No changes on their one and only pit stop that they made already. Steve Post. Alex down here on the turn four end of pit road. A couple of drivers that have dropped back just a little bit. Brian Eichler driving the City Financial Ford for uh, Roush Fenway Racing. He has dropped back, just reported the car is very, very good for a few laps, and then it gets extremely loose, and he's had to back out. Trouble turn two, Paul Menard, right front tire down, slaps the safer barrier with pretty good authority. Everybody makes their way by as Paul Menard takes it down to the apron at the exit of turn two. No caution flag is being displayed as Menard gets out of harm's way, drops to the inside of the racetrack. The rest of the field heads off into turn number four. Back to Steve Post. Well, that's the deal with uh, Brian Eichler, just very, very loose and very similar situation for uh, Brendan Gaughan. Brad Parrott, the crew chief on the South Point Hotel and Casino Toyota car from uh, from Rusty Wallace Incorporated. 
and they're just extremely loose. Brendan has dropped out of the lead pack. He's having trouble hanging on to that race car. He's dropped back to the 23rd spot. So they're looking for that next caution or that next pit stop to come in and work on it and try to tighten that race car up. A loose condition, which we're hearing a lot of, means the rear end of the car wants to slide out from under it. The attrition rate has been very low. Morgan Shepard is out of the race. Mark Green has parked his car. Johnny Chapman and Jennifer Joe Cobb also. They had that fiery accident up in turns three and four. They're both okay, but their cars, they're out of the race. We've completed 60 laps. We've got 40 remaining to be run in a race that's been pretty good. It's been a pretty exciting race here this evening, already with 11 lead changes among seven different drivers, and as you say, 40 laps to go. Here's Paul Menard working his way down the pit lane to get that uh, tire replaced on that car. Don't forget there's a lot more Speed Weeks coming here tomorrow at the World Center of Racing. The Brumos Porsche 250 for the Grand Am Series takes place tomorrow morning. And Motor Racing Network has live coverage starting at 1045 Eastern. And then tomorrow night, the Coke Zero 400 powered by Coca-Cola, 630 our airtime here on the Motor Racing Network. Next week, we're off to Chicagoland Speedway. It's the Dollar General 300 powered by Coca-Cola. Also there, the LifeLock.com 400. It's a Friday and Saturday night deal as well for the Nationwide and the Sprint Cup Series cars. For tickets and travel information, you can go to MotorRacingNetwork.com. Back at Daytona, down to 35 laps to go in the Subway Jalapeno 250. Kyle Busch is up front with Dale Earnhardt Jr. staying right there with him in these final laps. Justin Allgaier is up to third. Trevor Bain is fourth. And Joey Logano runs fifth. Six, Kevin Harvick. Jason Leffler runs seventh with Brad Keselowski eighth. Ryan Newman ninth and Clint Boyer tenth. Steve Arpin shows 11th. Greg Sachs is running a respectable race. He is 12th. Michael Annette's 13th. He's made a great comeback. Steve Wallace is 14th. 15th is Carl Edwards. In 16th is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 17th is Parker Kligerman. 18th, Reed Sorensen. Brian Eichler, 19th and 20th. And having a ball out there right now is Ken Schrader. Betty is. David Starr right behind him in 21st. Mike Bliss, 22nd. Brendan Gaughan is in 23rd. Jason Keller, 24th. And Taylor Malsom, 25th. Joe Nemechek is 26th. Jerry McClements, 27th. Brian Scott runs 28th with Shelby Howard, 29th, and Michael McDowell, 30th. Kenny Wallace, 31st, Tony Raines, 32nd, Robert Richardson Jr. is 33rd, 34th is Mike Wallace, 35th, Danny Eflin, Paul Menard is 36th, Derek Cope rides in 37th, Eric McClure would be 38th, Kevin LePage, 39th, out of the race, and will finish 40th, Morgan Shepard, 41st, Mark Green, he's in the garage, so is Johnny Chapman, Chapman will finish 42nd, and Jennifer Joe Cobb will finish 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Been a very clean race so far this evening. Only two cautions have waved. One at lap six when Jennifer Joe Cobb and Johnny Chapman got together. Teammates crashing up in turns three and four. That brought out the Service Master clean caution. Then again at lap 32 when Michael Annette slipped coming off turn number four and did everything but hit the wall, spun all the way down to the entrance of Pitt Road, kept the car running in a straight uh, condition there, and he's worked his way back up to the 13th position. That happened at lap 32. Those the only two Service Master clean cautions here tonight. We've seen 12 lead changes among seven different drivers, and coming up on 32 laps to go, they are showing 29 cars that are still on the lead lap. And that four-car breakaway that's just heading over to turn number three and heading up to turn number four right now, Jeff Striegel, I think the guys behind them might be getting a little worried. They're getting a lot of daylight between those four and the rest of the field. Yeah, Kyle Busch and those other three that you talk about now have put about 30-some car lengths distance between the top four and Kevin Harvick, who rides in the fifth spot. Crossing the start-finish line, again, that gap growing even more between that front bunch breaking away 
And the second crowd that's lined up single file trying to chase him down, Dave. It's Kyle Busch, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Justin Allgaier, and Joey Logano beginning to separate themselves from the field, and they know it. They've got it in single file. Nobody peeking out of line, just trying to grow that advantage. Staying in single file formation. Now that second pack is a pack of three. Trevor Bain coming off turn number two just a moment ago made the move around Jason Leffler. Left the lane open for Brad Keselowski, who will again bypass the great clips Toyota, so Leffler will lose two spots on the back straightaway. That is about another 15 car lengths back to Ryan Newman, Trevor Bain, and Clint Boyer another pack of cars trying to hook up in a kind of a single file formation in order to run down the race leaders. We're going to have 31 laps remaining to be run as the field takes off to the west end of the speedway chasing Kyle Busch. Winston, uh, what did they say? Did the drivers saying anything about these new cars, how they feel, or relaying a little uh, chatter to the pit crew on it? Yeah, they're very bouncy through the corners. They really are a handful for them. Many of them are talking about the cars being loose, but more than normal of them that I expected, talking about the cars being tight. Just talked to Brad Keselowski's crew. Said his car is very, very loose on the other end of the spectrum. Clint Boyer. Very tight. They're a handful tonight, Barn. And we have the Service Master Clean Caution coming out for the third time. I knew if I talked about the fact that it had been a very clean race, that would happen again. This time it's for debris coming out at lap number 69. So once again, we'll call them the Service Master Clean Trucks. They've, have a, they've had an easy night so far tonight. And remember, it's time to call in Service Master Clean for all of your commercial cleaning needs. The guys in the yellow trucks are the leaders in green cleaning and janitorial services. To find your Service Master Clean location, Go to servicemasterclean.com. Just before that Service Master Clean caution was displayed, I heard a huge roar from the crowd. I didn't think they was cheering for debris out there. Dale Earnhardt Jr. went to the lead for the first time this evening, and he now leads the pack with 30 laps to go. Here comes the field behind the pace car off turn number four. They're dropping to the inside of the track to come in for service. Could be the last stop of the evening in the Subway Jalapeno 250. Behind juniors, Justin Allgaier, Kyle Busch lined up there, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski. That's the top five coming to pit road as we start with Steve Post. Kyle Busch brings his Toyota in, smoking the tires as he comes to a stop. He shot through his pit box. He had to back the race car up. A critical mistake for Kyle Busch may put him out of that lead pack. Also in, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is in, Brian Eichler, Brian Scott is in. Brendan gone major chassis adjustments, trying to get his Toyota Camry a little bit tighter. They're still cranking on the wrenches on the back of his car. I'm not sure if I've seen more adjustments on a race car under a caution period as I'm watching right now in Brendan Gaughan's car. They're waiting and continue to jack rounds into the race car. Gone down and away. More cars in front of Winston Kelly. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., the first off pit road. Brad Keselowski, a very long pit stop. He's going to come in in the top five, go out somewhere outside of the top ten, maybe the top 15. His car very loose, made the adjustment with a track bar adjustment. Justin Allgaier goes out seventh. He makes an air pressure adjustment. Also on pit road, Clint Boyer a little bit tight. Same thing for the car of Trevor Bain. He started out loose, then he got tight. He makes an air pressure adjustment on his car. And Kevin Harvick loose in the center off. Four tires returns to the track. Alex? Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., you mentioned that lightning quick pit stop. Well, they came in. No adjustments again for Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the Ranger Chevrolet. Also, Carl Edwards on Joey Logano. They fixed part of the loose condition they've had on their race car. Steve Arpin on the pit lane as well. Everybody getting four fresh tires and as much Sunoco fuel as they can possibly get in there. This could very well have been the final time the Nationwide Series cars on the pit lane tonight. 
We have 29 laps remaining to be run, and uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. did get off pit road ahead of everybody else. It would be fitting if he could win here tonight. It certainly would be. I'll tell you what, uh, from the sound of the crowd, every time he's gone into the lead, when he beat everybody off pit road that time, I mean, they all came to life here at Daytona. There will be some happy people uh, dancing in the street, so to speak, if uh, he can pick up that victory tonight in his father's famous number yeah. three car. One, uh, There was a little bit of action there on pit road. Uh, you heard Steve Post talking about Kyle Busch going through his pit. Also, at the other end of pit road, Winston, I saw somebody let a tire get away. Did you see who that was? Yeah, that was Greg Sachs. It looks like the tire kind of bounced off a pit wall. And uh, not sure if they're going to bring him back down pit road. Uh, they may have been uh, a little bit of interference from some of the guests that were here on pit road. And we talked about Brad Keselowski having a very slow stop. It was actually a decent pit stop. He had the same problem that Kyle Busch did. His brakes weren't pumped up quite enough. He's in pit stall number one, slid through the pit box, had to back his car up just like Steve talked about. Kyle Busch, so they backed him up, but it cost him a tremendous amount of track position. In addition to all that, uh, Greg Sachs also had a pit road penalty added on top of that, so a very eventful pit stop here, just 28 laps from the finish in the Subway Jalapeno to 50. After the stops, it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. leading Justin Allgaier, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Newman, and Kyle Busch. From Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Here at the World Center of Racing, the field is following the Ford Mustang pace car down into the trioval. They will get the signal of one lap to go to get back onto the green flag this time by, and we'll have 26 laps to settle the Subway Jalapeno 250. Here's the way they will line up for the restart. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Justin Allgaier alongside. Kevin Harvick and Ryan Newman restart third and fourth. Kyle Busch will be in fifth. Carl Edwards up to sixth. We talked about how bad he was early on this evening, Barney. He must not be too bad. He's worked his way back up at the top ten. Joey Logano's alongside in the seventh position. Trevor Bain restarts eighth. Clint Boyer ninth. And Steve Arpin restarts in the tenth position. Jason Leffler's moved up nicely. He is showing in eleventh position. Brad Keselowski's got a long way to go now. Brad's got a a car out there that can run with anybody, it looks like. But he's restarting back in twelfth. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is going to restart thirteenth. Michael Annette fourteenth. Steve Wallace up to fifteenth. Greg Sachs is 16th, Parker Kligerman is 17th, Ken Schrader will restart 18th, Reed Sorensen 19th and 20th, Brian Eichler. Mike Bliss is back in 21st, Brendan Gone 22nd, Jason Keller 23rd, with Brian Scott 24th and Shelby Howard in 25th. you got David Starr lining up 26th for the restart, Joe Nemechek 27th. Then it's Taylor Malsum in 28th, Jeremy Clements in 29th, and Paul Menard 30th. 31st is Tony Raines, Robert Richardson Jr. 32nd, Mike Wallace 33rd, Kenny Wallace 34th, Danny Eflin 35th, Michael McDowell 36th, Derek Cope runs in 37th, Eric McClure 38th, Kevin LePage is 39th, and 40th is Morgan Shepard. He's out of the race. 41st, Mark Green, he's also in the garage, along with Johnny Chapman and Jennifer Joe Cobb. And that's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. 29 cars being shown on the lead lap with 26 to go to settle it here tonight at Daytona. And this is what everyone came to see, these action-packed final laps after we've uh, run the bulk of the event and we come down to the final ones to make up the race. Dale Earnhardt Jr. up front. Can he stay there? He's got all the youth behind him. And Justin Allgaier, guys like uh, Joey Logano, Trevor Bain, and Steve Arpin all in the top ten. All looking to post a good finish here at the World Center of Racing. Let's see how it turns out as the Ford Mustang pace car pulls off the track, hits the pit lane, and we wait for the green to wave again. Free flag goes in the air. This double file restart always interesting here and at every other racetrack for that matter. Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets a pretty good start. Kevin Harvick gives him.
bump in the caboose that's going to help both of them get out of, ahead of everybody else as they go to turn two. Battle is going to be for the number three position. Kyle Bush to the inside. Justin Allgaier to the outside. Kyle's got drafting help from Joey Logano and Clint Boyer. Top side, it's Allgaier, Ryan Newman, Carl Edwards, and Trevor Bain. But the inside lane, too strong, led by Dale Earnhardt Jr., that Wrangler Chevrolet, leading the way up the super stretch here at Daytona. But he's got Kevin Harvick and Kyle Bush buried in his trunk but still, it's Junior leading in three. And they're going to pin those cars right down to the yellow line. Brand new tires, those cars working perfectly. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Joey Logano. Stacked up double wide from about fifth, sixth on back, but up front, single file with Junior leading the way. Here's Kyle Busch riding along in third. Peaks to the outside, but quickly snaps back in line. Kevin Harvick, though, is going to take it to the high country, takes a peek to the outside of Dale Jr., decides better of it, slides back into the low groove, so the top 10 now all single file for the moment as they work the bottom of the racetrack coming off turn number two and no one dare stepping out of line everybody downstairs against the yellow line separating the apron from the racing surface dale jr kevin harvick kyle bush joey logano clint boyer they are the top five off the end of the back straightaway justin elgeyer goes in that sixth spot right behind him jason leffler brad keselowski trevor bain and carl edwards top 10 single file nose to tail working back to the tri-oval time to go now now here at Daytona, only 24 laps remain to be run in this race at the start-finish line. Seven cars line up in a single car draft and try to break it on everybody else and get away. And now it looks like from about eighth place on back, they've decided, hey, we better do the same thing. Everybody getting single file and coming toward the front, trying to catch up with that lead group. Carl Edwards drives it all the way to the fence. Had to uh, take evasive action to avoid running over Trevor Gain, uh, Bain, but he's back in line now on the back stretch. Carl Edwards now in the 10th position all the way to the outside of the racetrack, trying to get the draft started there. Nothing doing. He'll follow Bain off the end of the back straightaway with Ryan Newman in tow. Here they come now, working back off of turn number four. Again, all these cars right down on the bottom of the racetrack. Led by that Wrangler Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt Jr. 13, 14 cars, all nose to tail, coming down to the line with Jr. at the head of the pack. Back near the back of the pack, Ryan Newman steps out. He'll be the only one. He's in the 11th spot, trying to get away 10th from Carl Edwards. Will Newman get any help in that outside line? For the moment, the answer is no. Ryan Newman topside all by himself. He'll have no crack at Carl Edwards. Matter of fact, he may lose a spot to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on the back straightaway. Stenhouse down low trying to make that move around Ryan Newman. He'll do it on the super stretch. And here's Newman. He'll get in line right in front of Parker Klickerman. Up front, all Dale Earnhardt Jr. He leads the way with Kevin Harvick right behind him. Kyle Busch goes in that number three position. He's got his teammate Joey Logano riding right behind him. Then it's Clint Boyer. But right now, it's still Jr. at the head of the field. 22 laps remaining to be run when they cross the start-finish line, and from second place on back, they're going to throw everything they can at Dale Earnhardt Jr. to take that lead away. We've got 22 laps to go. Back at Daytona International Speedway, 20 laps. Make that 19 laps remaining to be run. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has the field in tow right now over in turn two. And they are all riding just in lockstep on the back bumper of that blue and yellow Wrangler Chevrolet. It's Earnhardt, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, the top four. Joey Logano took a step out of line off turn number two, tried to see if there was anyone behind him that would take the bait and go with him. No one did. Now Clint Boyer will bolt to the outside of the racetrack. 
No drafting help for him, and now it's Justin Allgaier that tries to make the move. Clint Boyer took to the top side. He's running in that fifth position. Got no drafting help. Drop back down across the nose of Justin Allgaier. They'll go single file, working off four. Now Allgaier looks to the outside of uh, Clint Boyer for an opportunity. That drops back down low. He, too, will fall back in line single file. That's the way they all go back to turn one. Here they come into turn number one, all jammed up behind the leader, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Clint Boyer still the lonesome man in that outside lane. He's going to, oh, we got trouble. One car shoots down onto the apron. Justin Algar with an amazing save. Right back in the head of traffic. Underneath him goes Brad Keselowski. How in the world did Justin Algar save that race car? Well, Justin Algar a lap ago, I looked at the back bumper of his car. He is missing the back quarter panel across the back bumper of that Verizon Chevrolet or make that, that Verizon Challenge. A lap ago, missing a sheet of quarter panel there along the back bumper for Justin Allgaier as he works back to three. And right now he is in the middle of a three-wide battle. That car dancing all over the racetrack. Again, a big save for Justin off four. He did a great job keeping that car off the wall, coming off turn two all the way down the back straightaway. As Jeff Striggle described, it was dancing all up in turn number four. He's hanging on to it, Dave, but he's lost a lot of spots. Well, the rear bumper cover has come loose on that car, Joe, and I don't know if it's upset at aerodynamics or not, but I'll tell you this right now. Justin Allgaier just did something that cannot be done in a race car. Went straight down onto the apron at Daytona, full throttle, straightened it out and kept on trucking. And he's still in the gas on the back straightaway. Now he has lost a lot of track position, obviously with that spin in turn number two, but he is still in the gas and he is still in a draft. It's just not the lead draft. And when he got loose, it separated this pack. Now just seven cars up front. Everybody had to take a base of action again just in sideways off turn number four working their way back into turns into the dogleg heading for turns one and two posting 16 laps remaining left to be run still chasing dale earnhardt jr and it's a four-car break right now with dale earnhardt jr right down on the yellow line unaccustomed line for dale jr usually he's a top feeder but right now he's taking the short way around yeah he has got that yellow and blue Wrangler Chevrolet all the way down to the inside of the super stretch. Only three others lined up behind him. They are Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Joey Logano. And then you got to go a ways back to get back to Ricky Stenhouse, who right now is running behind the fifth place running machine of Clinton Boyer. Here they come again. Off turn number four, nose to tail is Dale Jr. at the front. Justin Allgaier still hanging on to that car. He's back in the 20th position. Let's check in his pit. Well, he's got a problem on that bumper cover that uh, Dave Moody was talking about, and it's still attached, but it's flapping in the wind. It's almost like it's acting like a second spoiler, and it's causing the airflow that's going over the car to be disrupted, and that's why he's very loose. Just talked to the team. They said, Justin said nothing about what happened out there on the racetrack, but that bumper cover, while it's flipped up in the air, it hasn't completely come loose from that Dodge Challenger, so the handling is even more difficult than it had been earlier after running up in the top five all night long. his young racing career, he's already impressed a lot of people. He's impressed a whole lot more here tonight at Daytona. In the final 13 laps of the Subway Jalapeno 250 at Daytona, Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads with Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, and Clint Boyer, the rest of the front five. From Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. 11 laps to go here at Daytona. Dale Earnhardt Jr. still leads the way. It's a four-car breakaway as they cross the start-finish line. Junior, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, 
and Joey Logano. And so far, nobody showing any signs of stepping out of line, Barney. No, all they want to do is just stay bumper to bumper and pick up maybe a tenth of a second on the rest of the field. That's what they're doing over in turn two. Clint Boyer and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. running fifth and sixth and are gradually appearing to whittle away a bit of that disadvantage. Good run tonight for young Ricky Stenhouse. He's had a tough early season. He rides solidly in sixth. And right now he is running solidly underneath the back bumper of Clint Boyer. Those two trying to make some hay and catch the front four off the end of the backstretch. And then you've got a long ways back to Brad Keselowski. Ryan Newman goes there. Carl Edwards goes there. Jason Leffler. All of those cars also running nose to tail to try to run down that top four. Down to 10 laps to go. We're still looking at Justin Allgaier. How in the world he's even keeping that car in traffic out there and turning a decent lap with all that sheet metal that's come up off the rear bumper of the car, making it jump all over the racetrack. We've got 10 laps to go, and Earnhardt Jr. looking really good right now in turn two. Front four still in lockstep, nose to tail. Nobody peeking out of line at fifth and sixth place. Combo still trying to catch up, but it's getting late. There's another three-car group, Keselowski, Ryan Newman, and Carl Edwards trying to catch them. Those three are trying to catch that secondary pack of two. And if those five can get hooked up, there is no doubt about it. They have time to catch the front four. And those front four right now, two Chevrolet Impalas and two Toyota Camrys. Again, one, two, three, four. Nose to tail. Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads them off four. That second pack of Clint Boyer and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. trying to chase down the front four. But instead, they're losing a little bit of ground to the following three cars behind them. It's Ryan Newman, Carl Edwards, and Jason Leffler. For the moment, it may be a four-man dance for the victory tonight at Daytona, but there's hope still. That group of five now has solidified itself back in that second draft. To the outside, Ricky Stenhouse is going to drive around Clint Boyer. And up front now, you got third place Kyle Busch and fourth place Joey Logano just sneaking a peek around the right side of, Jer- of uh, Kevin Harvick's race car, trying to get a run, trying to get that second spot, but they can't get it done. They'll fall back in line in single-file formation. Kevin Harvick's going to need a crowbar to get Dale Earnhardt Jr. off the bottom of the racetrack. Again, left side tires pinned right down on the yellow line. No room for the inside for Kevin Harvick. We're down to eight laps to go. We're back at Daytona International Speedway. Six laps remain to be run in the subway Jalapeno 250. And right now it's still Earnhardt Jr. here at the start-finish line. That four-car draft that they've had for the last 10 or 20 laps around the racetrack is about to become a six-car draft in turn two. It is indeed, Barney. They've worked awfully hard to try and get themselves into contention. And now Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Brad Keselowski arriving on the scene. Another five to seven car lengths back. Ryan Newman and Carl Edwards want something to say. With less than five laps to go, it is time to get it done. Day Trouble one. turn two. Paul Menard second time tonight. Right front tire cuts down and this time he has decimated that car. The entire right front corner bodywork goes flying in the air. Covers the back straightaway with debris. Paul Menard down below the apron but about half of his car is scattered all over the back straightaway. Still no sign of the service master clean caution. As I say that it is displayed and we do see the yellow flag out for the fourth time this evening, again for an incident in front of Dave Moody in turn two. Second time tonight, Joe, that Paul Menard has had the right front tire let go on him. The first time he was running the high groove, was able to give it a pretty good poke, but nice and flat on the right side of the car without doing a whole lot of damage. This time he was very near the bottom of the racetrack. Car shot up, shot up the banking, pounded the wall, right front tire disintegrated and took most of the bodywork along with it. And Reed Sorensen has found trouble up at turn number three at the same time. Paul Menard had his woes in turn two. The Dollar General Toyota came off the end of the back straightaway. Glancing blow off the safer barrier in turn number three for Reed Sorensen. Uh, coming up on the final four laps of the race when that incident 
that occurred first over in turn two and then in turn number three. So the Service Master Clean Trucks going back to work here this evening. Get us back under the green flag and wrap this race up. Remember, when you call Service Master Clean to clean your home's carpets and upholstery, you're bringing in a can-do crew that blends speed, teamwork, and know-how. To find your Service Master Clean location, go to servicemasterclean.com. Three laps to go at Daytona. Under the Service Master Clean Caution, Junior stays out. So does Kevin Harvick. Behind them, there's action on pit road, Winston. Well, it's monkey see, monkey don't do. The guys that are a little bit further back outside of the top three or four decided to come down pit road. As you said, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Kevin Harvick stay out. Among those on pit road were Ryan Newman. He got two right side tires. It's four tires for Clint Boyer. Big break for Justin Allgaier. He comes down. They're going to be able to work on that back bumper section. And also on pit road on this end was Stephen Wallace. Alex? Carl Edwards took four fresh tires in the Copart Ford Mustang. Steve Arpin, Jason Leffler, Michael Annette, Mike Bliss, Jason Keller, everybody electing to come on down the pit lane here. Most of them, the important thing, getting more Sunoco fuel just in case we have those extra uh, green-white checker attempts. You never know what's going to happen. And Steve Post, in front of you, I saw some more cars. Yeah, absolutely, Alex. The first car in line to jump out of line and come down pit road was Kyle Busch. Jason Ratcliffe, the crew chief on the Toyota team from Joe Gibbs Racing, said let's put four Goodyear Racing Eagles on, give the grill a good clean, top it off with racing fuel, and back up onto the speedway. Brian Eichler brought his Ford uh, Mustang in. And uh, let's see, Brendan Gaughan was in. Of course, they just put some more adjustments on that race car. Bless their hearts tonight, man. They've had an ill-handling race car, so they brought it in for some service and for Goodyear Racing Eagles as well. Another one of these wild finishes coming up. Yep. We get right down to the finish, and a couple of guys stay out. That is Dale Hart Jr. and Kevin Harvick on the older tires. And guys behind them come in and get fresh rubber as we're going to come down to a uh, shootout tonight to determine the winner in the Subway Jalapeno 250. From Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio the voice of NASCAR. Back at the World Center of Racing, the Subway Jalapeno 250 going into overtime this evening as Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads Kevin Harvick. We'll restart alongside him, and uh, we're going to get the one-to-go signal, Barney, next time they come back to the start-finish line. Right now, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Back at Daytona, getting ready to settle it here tonight. Right now, 98 laps are being posted on the board. We'll have a green-white checker finish. And Dave Moody, over in turn number two, you've had a chance to watch Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski all night long. They've got good race cars, that's for sure. But is track position worth giving up fresh tires for, you think? Boy, I don't know, Barney. Uh, Kyle Busch went in third and came out about 13th or 14th. That's going to be a lot of ground to make up in a very limited amount of time because, again, uh, they'll they'll use the better part of a half a lap after the drop of the green just to get up to full song. So, it's going to be very difficult for those guys to take tires. Not impossible, but difficult. My guess is they're all going to have to go to the top side together and see if they can freight train their way around that outside and get the run that will take them all the way to the lead. Alex Hayden, what's the story for Dale Earnhardt Jr. there? Is any concern of possibly running out of fuel if we go to maybe another green-white checkered? I don't necessarily think the, the second one would be the problem. Should there be a third one, that's when it's going to get a little uh, hairy over here in the, in the Wrangler pit. Tony Uri Jr. is the crew chief, and he's very calm, cool, and collected. His arms folded, just kind of sitting here watching the cars go by as they begin to double up and get ready for the restart. So Jr. restarts up front with Kevin Harvick alongside. Then it's Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski on the second row. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. restarts in fifth. 
Then it's Greg Sachs, sixth. Seventh is Parker Kligerman. Eighth, Ken Schrader. Ninth, Reed Sorensen. And tenth is Ryan Newman. Let's get an update again on Kyle Busch. Well, he's the one that came in third, went out 13th. He is, I believe, possibly the first car with four tires back there in the field. Now, with one green-white checkered, they've got a long road to hoe. But we've seen the finishes of some of these races, and if we're talking multiple green-white checkers, then they're hoping that those four tires may come into play and Kyle Busch can get back up there and mix it up for the win here tonight. I told you Ryan Newman restarts in the 10th position, Barn, and uh, Winston, I think you were saying he was the only one or the first one who took on two tires, right? Yes, he was. Ryan Newman came out, uh, I believe he came out about ninth or 10th, uh, came down, got two tires. Stephen Wallace, another one of those. Got a couple of tires, and he came out 11th, and then you got guys behind him like Kyle Busch who uh, got four tires and returned to the racetrack. So it should be very interesting that two or four tire calls or track position makes the difference tonight. That, uh, I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. said he'd like to be leading this thing coming down toward the end, didn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he did, but he probably didn't think about it in this particular scenario with guys with uh, fresher tires behind him. But, you know, here, here's the recipe for multiple green-white checkered tries. You've got guys back there with fresher tires. They're going to be rolling. They're going to be cutting their way through the field here in these closing laps, and this should get pretty interesting. Here they come working up off turn number four, getting ready for the green flag to send them down their way to a final run, maybe, to wrap up tonight's race, Junior and Kevin Harvick up front. Both have been up front most of the evening. Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski on row two. Then Ricky Stenhouse and veteran driver Greg Sachs. That's the way they shape up as they come to the line, and the green goes in the air again at Daytona. 29 cars still on the lead lap. Earnhardt Jr. gets a good restart because Joey Logano gave him a little boost and moves him down a little further in front of the field as they head off to turns one and two. That outside line stays right with them. And they're looking three wide for a moment back around the third position. Kevin Harvick did not get a good restart. Now he's going to try and rally the troops upstairs, but it's Dale Jr. Joey Logano, then side by side, they bump. Harvick makes the save as they were three wide underneath him. Everybody rooting and gouging for everything they can get up the super stretch. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Joey Logano are pulling away. They're side by side for third. Ricky Stenhouse to the bottom of Kevin Harvick. Three wide in that pack as everybody trying to get all they can in three. They stay three wide. Brendan Gone is in the middle. Ryan Newman down low. Clint Boyer topside. Out front, though. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Joey Logano. Jr. worked his way back into the trioval. He's up front. Front three, four, now five cars single file. They're still shuffling it up. Two and three wide further back as they head for turn one. Earnhardt Nation on the edge of their seats, probably not using them at all. Dale Jr. leads the way into turn one, hugging the bottom of the racetrack. Nobody stepping out of line in the top three to try to challenge him. Off turn two they come. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr., your leader. For the final time up the super stretch, does anybody have anything for Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Junior Nation beside themselves. Could it be Junior's going back to victory lane? Legato takes a look. Legato has nothing, and they're crashing in turn number three. Brendan Gaunt is around into the outside wall, facing reverse and sliding down the banking in turn four. Here they come off turn number four. The leader is Dale Earnhardt Jr. for the final time. You couldn't have written a better story. He comes to Daytona with his famous father's car color scheme and car number, and he wins in the Nationwide Series. Dale Earnhardt Jr. does it tonight. And boy, the crowd is going crazy here at the World Center of Racing. Joey Logano finishes in second with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. third, Brad Keselowski fourth, and Kevin Harvick comes in in fifth. Alex? And it's a high fives, hugs all the way around, as you can certainly imagine. Matter of fact, there's some tears. Tony Uri Jr. just buried his face in his hands. 
getting hugged on top of the pit box. The rest of the team celebrating. They don't have a long way to go. Gatorade Victory Lane, appropriately, just behind their pit. And we'll go down to Gatorade Victory Lane and cover the celebration, and it's going to be a big one down there when we come back. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. We're back at the Daytona International Speedway. The fans are really having fun here in the grandstand tonight, and Dale Earnhardt Jr., their hero, will be going down to Victory Lane, and we will also here very shortly. But right now, let's see if we can catch up with Joey Logano, who finished second, or Ricky Stenhouse Jr., third, Brad Keselowski, fourth, and Kevin Harvick, fifth. See if our guys have caught up with any one of those uh, top five finishers. A helmet just come off for Joey Logano, driving the white, red, and black Sport Clips Toyota right now. He's got the hat coming on now. As a matter of fact, steering wheel is off, belts are off, and Here's Joey Logano climbing out of the race car. Disappointment on your face, no question about it. Joey, walk us through that final restart. Uh, I just wanted to win real bad. Um, seems like every time I come to a restricted plate racetrack like this, I push someone to win. I just can't get no one to push me yet. So I'm sure the fans are pretty pumped up about that, getting the junior back up in uh, victory lane like that. But, uh, man, I want to be in victory lane. So uh, it's a good run. It's not a win. Joey Logano comes home with a runner-up finish, and Steve Post, you've got a guy that's absolutely getting mobbed right now. I'll tell you what, when I was down in their pick, Ricky Stenhouse's crew jumped off the wall. I thought for a moment they won the race. A great finish, and the Blackwell Angus, uh, Angus Ford Mustang, Angus Ford, let me try that again. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations. A great run for you tonight. Thank you. It was. We definitely needed it. Uh, you know, it was awesome. Ford put a, a great Mustang underneath us, and uh, Blackwell Angus Beef Company came on. Uh, for this race especially, and, uh, you know, it's special to get uh, a top three here, especially at Daytona. It's our best run in the Nationwide Series, best run by far this year, and uh, hopefully we can just keep this momentum going. What would you learn tonight? A lot of patience, uh, definitely a lot of patience. Got to be there at the end, and, uh, you know, we kept working on this car and working on this car, and uh, we, we would lose the draft there at the beginning, but uh, at the end we – Mike Kelly and the uh, Blackwell Angus Beef guys got this thing ready where I could uh, hold it wide open those last few laps, and uh, it paid off. Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., another a solid good finish here. Wouldn't be surprised if we don't see more to come from him. Alex Hayden. Points leader Brad Keselowski getting a huge swig of ice-cold water down here. Uh, so, the new car for the NASCAR Nationwide Series. Your thoughts after this uh, opening round? It's a lot of work. <laughs> um, a lot of fun, though, too. You know, the Dodge Challenger was really fast. Uh, you know, just uh, needed a little bit different end of the race. I think I had a shot at it, but Dale did a good job, and... Uh, Wish I could have restarted on the bottom there. I think I might have had a shot, but uh, just didn't quite work out. But uh, happy with the solid fourth place day, and uh, you know, happy for Dale to get a win here. It's good for him. But uh, we'll keep plugging away and uh, knocking down these top five finishes. That's a good day. That's Brad Keselowski. Top five finish for your points leader, Steve Post. Fifth place run for Kevin Harvick in the Ream Chevrolet. And uh, Kevin, talk about the debut of this new NASCAR uh, Nationwide Series car. I think it was a great debut. I think the race. Uh, was uh, a lot of fun to, to hopefully watch and drive uh, for sure. Uh, the cars were a little bit loose, but I think that's uh, a lot like what our Sprint Cup Series cars are, and I think that'll be good for this series and uh, learning learning what the cars drive like. So uh, proud of my guys. We had a chance there at the end. I spun the tires and um, and, and wasn't able to get going there, and, and then I got hooked by the 26 coming off of two and got spun out. So it was a wild last lap, but that's uh, that's what it's all about. How is the is the racing different in these cars, or is it pretty much as you expected, or as we see with the Sprint Cup Series cars? Just how was the racing out on the track tonight? Well, you can get a good run with these cars, and, and you know you can you can do a lot of things with these cars that you couldn't do. You can let off the throttle, and, and there's more throttle response than there was with the other cars. They pull up better, um, and, and the handling goes away on them, and, and you got to drive them pretty hard. 
Kevin Harvick, Reem Chevrolet Impala, to a fifth-place finish here tonight at Daytona. And so far, everybody very happy with the new cars. We'll go down to Victory Lane and hear from the winner, Dale Earnhardt Jr., when we come back. We're back at the Daytona International Speedway, waiting to go down to Victory Lane and hear from Dale Earnhardt Jr. While we're doing that, Jr. finished first. Joey Logano ran second. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. third. Brad Keselowski fourth. Kevin Harvick fifth. Clint Boyer finished sixth. Kyle Busch seventh. Ryan Newman eighth. Brian Eichler ninth. And tenth went to Steve Arpin. Carl Edwards wound up in 11th. Michael Annette was 12th. Parker Kligerman 13th. Jason Leffler 14th. And Steve Wallace came in 15th. It was Joe Nemechek finishing in 16th. Justin Allgaier 17th. Taylor Malson was 18th. Mike Bliss 19th. And Jason Keller finished 20th. 21st goes to Greg Sachs. Reed Sorensen ran 22nd. David Starr finished 23rd. Tony Raines gets 24th. And Ken Schrader finished 25th. Shelby Howard ran 26th. Trevor Bain finished 27th. Paul Menard was 28th. Brendan Gaughan 29th. And 30th, Brian Scott. 31st went to Kenny Wallace. 32nd was Robert Richardson. 33rd, Danny Eflin with Mike Wallace 34th. Michael McDowell was 35th. And Eric McClure 36th. 37th was Jeremy Clements. 38th was Derek Cope. Kevin LePage 39th. And Morgan Shepard 40th. Mark Green came in 41st with Johnny Chapman and Jennifer Joe Cobb 42nd and 43rd. Tonight's race saw 13 lead changes among eight different drivers. 29 cars were on the lead lap at the finish of the event, and we saw the Service Master clean caution displayed a total of four times this evening. Championship point standings, it's still Brad Keselowski showing the way with uh, Carl Edwards in the second spot, 277 points back. Justin Allgaier third in the standings, Kyle Busch is fourth, and Kevin Harvick fifth as the series moves on to their next stop coming up on the schedule. That'll be next week at Chicagoland Speedway. We'll be there to bring you all the action of that event right here on the Motor Racing Network. But right now, all the attention focused on Gatorade Victory Lane here at the Daytona International Speedway, where Dale Earnhardt Jr. is celebrating a win with uh, some familiar colors down there, Barney. It was so spectacular to see that car on the racetrack, and even more so to see it in Victory Lane. Yeah, it really was. And uh, for us who have been around a long, long time and remember Dale Sr. in that particular car and all of the great moments and great races and finishes that he saw us uh, or we were able to watch him do, it's just great to see Dale Jr. do it here tonight. Now, it's going to take a lot of heat off the boy, too, this win is. Probably going to help him a lot over on the Sprint Cup side because he's been struggling, as we all know, for the last couple of years in trying to pick up a victory there for Hendrick Motorsports and now winning in the NASCAR Nationwide Series. Such an emotional-type win as this is, driving his, uh, his father's color scheme and number here tonight, which he says, by the way, is the last time he's going to do this first and last. He said he wanted to do that before his career was over and uh, boy, he did it in style tonight picking up the win. You know, the good thing about this is uh, he didn't back into this race. He won this. I mean, he run all night long and, and had the car to beat and held everybody off and it's good to see him win that way. Did a tremendous job here this evening. Kind of laid back for a while, first part of the event, but fought his way to the front. And even though we had the the green-white checker finish at the end, and he had to fight off a lot of challenges from some fast cars up there in the top ten, he comes home and picks up the victory here tonight in the Subway Jalapeno 250 uh, and uh, uh, celebrates uh, down in victory lane. We'll go there in a few moments and hear from Dale Earnhardt, Jr., who looks to be really having a good time yeah. down there. Richard Childress came down to congratulate him. A lot of the team members were down there, and uh, that celebration is going on and on there in victory lane as Dale Earnhardt Jr. has scored the victory here tonight. And wouldn't it be great if he could uh, do another one tomorrow night? <laughs> Bet he would like that. Oh, man. 
Yeah, and the fans would as well. Uh, so vocal here tonight, the fans here at Daytona International Speedway. Every time Junior went to the lead, when he beat the other guys off pit road, you know, a couple of pit stops there, you could certainly hear it from the fans here in the grandstand. They came to life down here. And on lap number three of the race tonight, they all stood up and showed the three-finger sign there, of course, in honor of the late Dale Earnhardt Sr. But uh, Junior does it here tonight, and, and again, this could be just exactly what that team needs or what he needs personally to really get things going on the cup side. Well, like I said, it's going to take a lot of pressure off from him and uh, make him feel really good, even though it is a nationwide race, not necessarily a cup race. But his whole his season has turned around. What, in the last four or five races, he's posted some good top ten finishes in the cup series. He's been doing very well over there, Barney, and now he's just – Three points out of the top 12. Making it into the chase, of course, is everybody's goal this year. It looked for a while like he wouldn't do it. Now he's getting right there. Let's go down to Gatorade Victory Lane now. There's been a lot of storybook finishes in the Earnhardt family, a lot of storybook finishes here at Daytona International Speedway. As Greg Sachs comes in, his teammate gives him a big hug. Dale, I'm not sure where to start, but let's start with a race. That's what you said you were ready to focus on at the first. You fell back a little bit, not too far back, but take us through what took you to the lead and those last few laps. Well, I fell back a little bit just uh, saving tires, not working my car real hard, um, trying not to use the tires up. The car was handling really good. Uh, thanks to Tony Jr. and all the guys, they practiced and tested with, with Greg Saxon and, and uh, all our boys uh, down here and, and really helped the car got what they wanted the car drove great so i was just taking care of the tires and, and seeing what the car would do in traffic and um i made a pass there on kyle i got a grill i was just happy to sit there and push kyle around uh for how many laps we needed to and uh we had to cycle through pit stops but i got a real good run so i went ahead and seen what i could do on a pass and and uh the caution come out and we just tried to hang on to it from there the, um kevin harvick stuck with me for a long time and helped me out a lot uh, and at the end, Logano got us going on that restart. That's what really kind of won the race, the things Logano did at the end. He had a run on the last lap. Uh, he looked out, but the sixth didn't look like he was going, So, or whoever was third, and he thought sec, uh, twice about uh, doing that. Uh, it's anybody's race, really, but I'm proud to have won it, and we worked really hard. Our company sure needed it. I want to thank Wrangler and Richard Childress and Teresa and my sister for putting it all together. And... Uh, I'm just a pilot, man. You know, I just want everybody to be happy. I want to do good. And and uh, hopefully all the, my dad's fans enjoyed this. This is for for all them. And uh, we honor him tonight with this win. Uh, but it's for his fans and uh, what they've done to stick by him and support him through his career. Uh, when you think about it, there are a lot of storybook finishes here. Your dad's victory here in the 50th anniversary of NASCAR. Your win here back in 2001 and again in 2004. And this one in a car identical to his. Where does that stack up for you in your wins? Well, this is a personal, uh, um, this is a personal accomplishment of mine that'll that'll fit right in some of the some of the better ones, uh, like winning the 500 in the championships in the Bush Series and all that. But uh, I don't really know how to categorize all that stuff. There's different emotions with every one of them, and you love telling all the stories over and over. But uh, you know, I'm just uh, you know, I'm just happy that we were able to do it. I'm happy I was able to drive well, and the guys gave me a more than enough race car. Um, Richard uh, or uh, Rick Hendrick, uh, his motor program worked on the engines, and uh, they really helped us out. That that wins races here. I want to thank those guys because they gained gained us a little bit of horsepower coming back to this race, and I can't thank them enough. We wouldn't have been able to be, on, be in a position to win without that. So um, I'm just I'm happy for all these guys in in uh, the shop. At Jerry Motorsports, they needed a boost, and 
Arpin did a great job. Greg did a great job. All the cars came home, so we're happy. You mentioned the partnership. Your sister Kelly, Teresa, Richard Childers came down. What did he say to you? He said my daddy would be real happy, and uh, I know he would. And uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that Richard uh, wanted to be such a big part of this, and I'm real happy that he uh, came to Victory Lane. I, you know, I love Richard. He's like a uh, he's like an uncle to me, or whatever. I don't know, but we we're really close, and uh, I hope that uh, he's part of my life for a very long time. And I want to thank uh, Rick Hendrick for allowing me to. Uh, manipulate the things we needed to to get the three on the car get put the package together he was he was so uh uh happy to do all that and and uh everybody just worked around all the normal politics to get this done it was real simple well and barney hall said in a commercial break the same thing richard did tell him your dad would have been proud <laughs> well i think that you know you're great you're one of the greatest barney hall is number one in my book i put <laughs> you is. second to him <laughs> So anything he says is right. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you that right now. Well, he is definitely right. Your dad would have been proud. His fans, your fans are proud. Congratulations. Enjoy this victory. We did. Yes, sir, I will. Thank you. Ask Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's in victory lane here at Daytona. There'll be a few tears shed before the night's over in that whole outfit down there, I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Celebration continues down in Gatorade victory lane. So Junior picks up the victory here this evening and uh, Speed Weeks at Daytona. The summer edition of Speed Weeks rolls on uh, tomorrow night here with uh, the running of the Coke 0400. Again, our coverage begins at 6.30 Eastern Time. Hope you'll tune in and join us for all the action. Also, the Grand Am Series runs here tomorrow at 10.45 in the morning. The Rumos Porsche 250. We'll have that for you here on the Motor Racing Network. And good tickets are available for both events throughout the day tomorrow. Hope you can come down and join us. If not, join us right here on the Motor Racing Network. Voices you heard in our broadcast tonight, Dave Moody, Mike Bagley, and Jeff Striegel in the turns. On pit road, it was Winston Kelly, Alex Hayden, and Steve Post. A lot of happy people with a big celebration that probably will go into the early morning hours here at Daytona as Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes to the World Center of Racing, driving the car with the number and the color scheme of his late father, and he scores the victory here tonight in the Subway Jalapeno 250. For Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. Good night. MRN Radio. Coverage of the Subway Jalapeno 250, powered by Coca-Cola, has come to you from Daytona International Speedway. Sponsored by Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the race fan's choice for their RV needs. By Mack Trucks Incorporated. Two-way radio and race scanner communication provided by Racing Electronics. See Racing Electronics in the souvenir area at your next race or visit them online at racingelectronics.com. Today's broadcast was directed by Amanda Troutman. Chief Engineer Doug Watson. Broadcast Engineer Thomas Cox. Engineering Assistants Todd Costello. Satellite Engineer Mike Weaver. Operational Assistants Frank Kersey. The Executive Producer for MRN is David Hyatt. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires. If you're looking for COVID-19 testing, look into Quest, the lab that's processed over 25 million tests and counting. You can get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's experience and accuracy you can trust from Quest.
the largest medical testing lab in the country. So order today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com.